This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 535, for the week of Monday, September 3rd, 2018. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. And my name is Alex. Good to have you guys here with us this week. We also have very special guest translator for One Piece in Weekly Shonen Jump. Stephen Paul's with us. How's it going, Stephen? Hey, pretty good. I am uh, looking forward to getting some goodies in the mail this week, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Uh, We also have director for Teen Titans Go and Rick and Morty. We have Brian Newton with us. How's it going, Brian? Hey, hope everyone's enjoying their Labor Day. Or as I like to say, a lot of workers fought and died to get weekends and this day off. (laughs) Starting us off on a high note. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) An honest high note, but a high note nonetheless. Uh, We also have our Anime Recap host and uh, Anime News Network writer. We have Sam Leach with us. How's it going, Sam? Hey, I still don't have my shiny ho-oh, but one of these days... If I start like making a noise during the podcast, that's... nobody here knows what I'm talking about. No, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is that one of them I Pokemans? know what you're talking about. One of them Pokemans? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's poking, poking some mans. But is, that, is that how that works? Uh, before we get started, I want to remind yes. people to please subscribe to us on Patreon if you haven't. We have new tiers. We're going to be adding new stuff throughout this month. Uh, to the benefits that you could possibly get um, from our Patreon subscription. So subscribe now, get to them early. Um, included in that is a chance to be on our podcast, uh, to join us in our trivia round, and a lot more. So that's all at patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, before we get into the show, there are two releases coming out this week. Stephen, you, mentioned, you were hinting at it. You want to talk about it? Yeah, so uh, we're going to have uh, Volume 90 of the manga in Japanese uh, coming out tomorrow. Um, well, at the, at the time that we're recording this, it's probably today because Japan is always a, a day ahead. Uh, as well as the release of uh, Viva Card. Right? <laughs> I guess I should say like the launch of the Viva Card uh, because this is the latest uh, fan. They call it a fan book, not a, a data book. And it's not even really a book in this case. Um it is a binder. Like if you buy it, you get a binder with a, a bunch of cards. And I'm not sure exactly how big this is going to be. I ordered it, so I should be getting it in the next couple of days uh, along with the volume. Uh, but it has cards. Like each character has a single card that is designed uh, to to show off a bunch of information about that collects all of the you know, like the little profile bits, things that Zach has been using for trivia, for example, uh, and, um, you know, kind of a loose, uh, I guess, timeline of what the character has has been through um, and uh, has some like sketches from Oda. Just a lot of stuff that um, can be quickly and easily cross-referenced. And um, and yeah, and it comes in with a binder and they're going to be selling. I don't I forget how many cards come with it but they are also selling booster packs uh two coming out per month and i believe these are fixed packs. it's not like a blind pack where you're like oh which ones am i going to get like baseball cards it's like you know you you buy the pack it has certain characters in it that's um, good news yeah 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 uh, otherwise it would be a nightmare to to try to uh keep up with this um but uh you know i'll i'll talk more about that and and i know that they put up uh, the the listings for those packs on Amazon Japan as well. 
Um, so oh, good. When, when we do go through that, uh, I'll be able to, to mention uh, which ones are, are coming out. They're kind of sprinkling them around. It's not entirely chronological, um, but it's just sort of themed uh, based on certain groups of characters. So what does it um, cost? What's it cost? Uh, I believe the the yen price is like like twelve fifty or thirteen fifty or something like that. So to get it shipped and everything from Japan is probably twenty bucks. Maybe it'll uh, be at uh, Kinos in America. Who knows? I would expect. Yeah, I I would hope yeah, so. It probably um, will be. Yeah, so I, I'm eager to see that to see what it's like. So the idea basically being that uh, because it is kind of uh, I guess adjustable in nature, like you know you you just add to it as you get more cards they can continually put out these packs for as long as there are new characters coming into the story um so that's interesting i guess well it's kind of an experiment i don't think they know entirely how that's all going to shake out either but um uh, hopefully it turns out to be something real cool and our good friend greg had a part in it most importantly um we also have the release of volume 90 this week Mm -hmm. yes and uh, we talked about the cover um, but uh, we'll go through all of the uh, the SBS and uh, various goodies. I mean, we can um, just say for sure that one of your predictions came true. Thank God. Um, yes. Yeah. I guess we'll it talk about seemed, that more. It seemed pretty obvious in retrospect, but I was kind of amazed that it turned out to be true. Well, it's just it, when you see it, it's just it, it's like this is so perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about volume 90 and the Vrivery uh, card book. Um, probably either next week or the break after that. Uh, we also have the Skypea special, so, and, uh, Kelly's journey through Japan. So we have like a lot of material. Um, not quite sure when, what is going to be, you know, airing on the podcast, but you could expect all of that in the near future. Um, every time there's a break, we should have some pretty cool, uh, coverage for you is what that means. So don't, don't turn that dial. Um, if, you know, podcasts had such a thing. Uh, so that's going to do it for release news. Uh, why don't we get into the manga? Are you guys ready? All right. You bet. Oh, yeah. This is the manga recap for chapter 916, Wano Sumo. What is happening on the cover of Shonen Jump this week? Uh, Ed. It's a big hamburger. <laughs> Nothing Look else to be said about that. Sure. It, it looks like a brunch one because it has an uh, egg and uh, there's also bacon. And fries. And a, what looks like American cheese. That's a Pittsburgh sandwich. A Pittsburgh sandwich? With the fries in it. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I love sandwiches with fries in it. Like yeah, it looks like so good. Yeah. Another, another new everything. Zach enjoys heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's talking. <laughs> Steven, uh, do you want to explain a little bit about the background of this picture? Uh, yeah, so ironically, um, the, uh, the issue of Jump in Japan, if you picked up an issue, not only did you get, uh, which I forgot to mention in the intro, do you get special, like, exclusive Vivre cards for Luffy Taro and Zoro Juro, uh, which I guess are probably not going to be available elsewhere? Uh, you also get, I think you get a coupon for a free burger from McDonald's, which is definitely going to look exactly like this, um, for sure, every time I go to McDonald's. I was about to say, ain't no McDonald's burgers <laughs> look like this. 
Like there are yeah. there there are fries in the burger. To be fair, McDonald's burgers in Japan are slightly different than they are here. Yeah, I understand they are they're better. This looks more like a fat burger to me. Yeah, this looks like a legit burger. Um, this looks like a burger. Like the the burger from that ancient meme of the the guy who is like it's like the novelty size burger. The guy who's eating it. Oh man, now I feel old. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. Find, uh, a, find a picture of that one. What what, what, yeah. de- what decade is the meme from? Yeah, we're talking about 2003, probably. Wow. Yeah, it's not one uh, of those 1980s memes. Okay. <laughs> God, those were weird. Um, so that's cool. Um, you could you could pick up uh, Japanese Shonen Jump for those who are like really into getting that on uh, Amazon Japan. I'm sure. Um, I'm actually ordering it right now. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, a Kino if you have one nearby. Or a Kino if you if you want to visit a physical store or a book off or something like that or you know any local Japanese import store should should have that and um, I'm definitely going to go pick one of those up as well. Um, maybe we'll have it at a convention in probably the distant future since I unless one of you guys are at a convention soon. Um, yeah. So I, anything else you want to talk about the cover? nice you can buy tickets for broly the legendary super saiyan <sighs> let's let's not and encourage them to not do that again. what's wrong with vegeta's leg there <laughs> um never mind oh, yeah, no, you, no, you guys it, this is from that's ahead. not a, yeah that's uh i think this is old key art from the original poster right it is all right, let's, uh, let's move it's away wrong. from Dragon Ball Z for just a second here. Um, <laughs> talk about the... I mean, we gotta, we gotta wrap this podcast up quickly. I had to go back to watching all that Dragon Ball Z I bought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be about, doing nothing else for a year. Let's talk about the color spread, Ed. Okay. Uh, you got next uh, year's calendar summer spread. It's stylish summer this time. And uh, to compensate for having ladies in kimonos on le- on this year's calendar, we're having them in bikinis for next year's calendar. Like I can pinpoint these now from a mile away. Which what's going on the calendar? Uh, it's really nice looking though. I like the uh, the spring spring springtime colors, even though it's a summer. Yeah, summer it's catalog. a great it's a great looking spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, any thoughts? I just noticed that. Uh, the the One Piece logo continues on Nami's leg yep. in writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Luffy's doing his Gallagher impression. <laughs> uh, what is Chopper doing there exactly? Uh, it's those little sparklers. Um, that uh, is he upside down? No, no. Uh, the sparklers. It's like the little ones that they just dangle on the and the bottom, and then they kind of fizzle. They're like one of those super safe, like for kids, uh, type of uh, fireworks. Just oh, we get the uh, old haircut, Frankie. I was gonna say what Frankie does during the summer is he combs his hair. That is his was, activity. This is the one oh. thing I'm most disappointed about. This spread, it's like the one person who's always in the speedo, we don't get to see his body. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess this is the first time we've seen a One Piece beer, right? The brand of is beer it, that they drink in beer? one piece. Wild Blue? I'm guessing that is beer. Well, it could be an energy drink. It's like Blue Moon, <laughs> Wild Blue Moon. Okay, Pepsi I, Blue refuse, Pepsi Blue? I refuse to believe that that is an energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it was beer. Well, yeah, know. beer and a shish kebab. That makes sense. Wild Blue energy drink. Pump it into your veins or whatever you do with energy drink. Um, you, you drink it, Zach. 
Don't pump that into your veins, kids. Oh, that explains a lot. There's a lot of squids around. Yeah. Tanji's looking cool. Well, he I mean, he always is. Anything else? Otherwise, we could probably move on. All right. Okay. Uh, what's happening on the first page, Ed? The top knot falls to the ground, and uh, the hair unfurls the front. And uh, everyone is shocked by this. Look, look at... Look at Urashima. Not only did that woman reject him, she cut off his top knot. He's about to cry. <laughs> How pathetic. Serves him right. Yeah. Well, for what? For both prospectively and uh, retrospectively. No, for eating that raccoon. Well, we don't know if that happened. We just assume it happened. Mm. Not much happened on that page. Aha. So we'll go to we'll go to the next page as uh, Urashima yells, "Okiku, you betrayed me." And um, you see the floating. What what is that called again? The top ring thing. I forget. I forget. It has a name. I don't think we mentioned. It's the shrine. It's the little shrine. It's the it's the little shrine. Is that the technical term for it? No. Anyway, uh, he looks like he's about to go Super Saiyan there, as he is uh, furious uh, as to what happened there. And God, look at the terrifying shading in that second panel. That is. I mean, yeah. I, I agree That's with the brilliant. reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got the face of some demon god, remarks one of these spectators who looks like they have a horn, so I'm assuming that's a gifter of some sort. Um, he looks like an Oni himself. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, not so, uh, he's not so attractive himself. Uh, anyway, Okiku realizes, oh no, what have I done in front of so many people? And uh, asks for, for mercy here as Urashima prepares his... Um, prepares his attack that we saw I, I presume this is the attack we saw the result of in the last chapter with the big fat sumo guy flying mm. yeah uh, as they call the they call it the far bank slap which I assume sends you to the far bank of the river or something along those lines or of the after the river sticks let's yes, say that exactly yeah. yes okay. yeah the, the Buddhist equivalent of that what is the Buddhist equivalent of the river uh, Sanzu ah. it's the Sanzu river okay Good to know. Um, I'm guessing that's the one in Yu Yu Hakusho uh, that they go on. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so Okiku looks fake shocked here. That's what I would call that. And um, we, we zoom into Urashima's eyes as she, he declares that the inferior lowborn must die here. Um, and Luffy gears up his, not, well, not literally, well, maybe literally, gum gum um, attack here. And. What do we got going on next, Brian? And we got Luffy pulling a sumo slap with a slightly enlarged version of Gear Three. I guess it's not. I mean, the Gear Three is enlarged. I think it's a, it's a of his hand. yeah. I think it's a slightly it's uh, a miniature version. Yeah, like a yeah, yeah. And like this panel is great because you can see how uh, Rishima is like pushing all his effort into that slap, but barely budging an inch against Luffy, which perfectly cuts in the middle of the panel. Uh, and essentially defending uh, Okiku. Uh, and then we got, and then they like break apart violently. And they both wind up at the edge of the ring with their toes on going, as they like spin their arms cartoonishly to kind of like propel themselves forward and so that they don't fall backward. And uh, everyone's like suddenly engaged, like, Yokozuna, who is that guy? And then whole farm, Yokozuna. And like we can see Urushima's like, Little little tiny tippy toes are barely holding on to the edge of that ring. Wing, uh, that ring, and then Luffy in the similar panel is also like whoa 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 whoa, whoa 
Owen like spinning his arms cartoonishly to hold on to the edge of that ring. And they're the like, Al- Aloha Luffy. Yeah. Aloha Luffy. By the way, for uh, some for some terminology, since we were talking about it and I forgot it, it's the doyo, the thing at top at the top. The doyo. Do- no, the doyo is the uh, is the clay that they stand up. Oh, so what's the- so. Uh, that, that's kind of like made out of straw, right? Tawara uh, is the thing, the rice straw bales on the side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. The clay is the doyo. What the hell? Yeah. I'll find this. So they're <laughs> basically right on the edge of that Tawara. Tawara, yeah. Tawara, yeah. Tawara. I'll make us not pronounce things right this entire time. Thank you, podcast. Zach. This yeah. is your fault. <laughs> but but uh, the, uh, you get a nice close up, and they're both like. <laughs> holding on and then like uh okiki's finally like pep talk to luffy is like you can do it luffy taro and then as they both like land in the middle of the ring and everyone's like super pumped up and goes yeah they're still in it and like crowd goes wild all of a sudden it becomes an actual match that's really cool yeah yeah i love i love this page just like the 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 genius of like the spontaneous the you know the totally spontaneous like oh get your tippy toes like stay in the ring you can do it and then (laughs) And then everyone just recognizes it's like it's so natural. Like, oh yeah, now they're now they're sumo wrestling. For those who want more, you know, in a knowledge, um, it is a suriane. That seems, I believe, that's correct. Okay, Maybe. yane is Ruth, So yeah. Okay, that's so that sounds correct. that sounds more correct. Um, okay, so why don't we move on, Sam? All right, next page. Uh, uh, Urashima is saying, uh, "Who are you to Okiku? And what did you?" What did you just do to my slap? Uh, get out of my way. I've got to smash Okiku to pieces or, or my honor is lost. Uh, and Okiku, I assume she's got lots of thoughts going on in her head about what honor is supposed to be. Um, and uh, Luffy is, he's stomping his feet like a sumo wrestler. He's like, okay, sure. You can do whatever you want if you can beat me. Uh, and uh, Urashima is surprised. And Luffy is, we get a good full body shot of Lu- Luffy's like, very enthusiastic sumo pose. Let's sumo wrestle. Watch out. I'm good at sumo. And we learn what he means by that in this little text box that says, uh, uh, sumo wannabe and pirate Luffy no Umi record undefeated versus Usopp. <laughs> <laughs> is that like oh, the yeah. only, so, is that the only straw hat, straw hat you sumo wrestles with? Or I, yeah, I guess I would guess that that means that no one else bothers to, to do this, Usopp's the only one who finds. Well, actually, it. I hope not. But it's also um, when you, they, you come to the ring in sumo, they list the like the last five matches you've had with your opponent. But Luffy has no other opponents, so he's, uh, you know, they, they can't say his record against this guy. So it's just whatever other record he has. Yeah, um, that's I very. Should... It's a very much a sumo name to Luffy Noumi. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'd like to mention that the. Uh, this sumo match uh, between Luffy and Usopp has been recorded in the anime. Uh, there was a special that came out mm. before uh, that was supposed to uh, chronologically take place right before One Piece film Gold, where uh, Luffy is wearing. Uh, um, oh, I remember that. Is that right. right. uh, Heart of Gold? Uh, no, I don't think it was in well, Heart of Gold. Because they're, they're like, because okay. Luffy's like wearing sumo gear at the beginning of film Gold, right? Yes, or or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There was a special. I don't know where it aired. Oh, the Silvermine, Silvermine episodes. I think. Well, either way, he yeah he has um I think uh he has uh, some sort of uh, costume on that I don't remember the significance of uh, Tail of Genji maybe, but uh, either way, he sumo wrestles, is up and wins. Uh, and 
I think that's a kind of a funny um, reference to that. It's kind of sad because you know that like Usopp has his like insecurities about being weaker than, than the the tough guys. And now and now here it's like fun facts. Luffy clowns him on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, since the time skip. To be fair, he's pretty built on the color spread. So I mean, yeah. I, I, I think yeah, he could hold his own. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I want to point out, sorry, just before you, you continue, Sam, uh, that the uh, the Luffy no Umi, um, which uh, oh, Umi right. is is C. Um, and, uh, this is, this is called a, a shikonaut, which is the term for like your sumo wrestler name. Cause you know, they don't, stage they don't name. use their, yeah, it's, it's their stage name. Um, and they tend, I think they tend to go through kind of evolutions depending on like how far you got. I want to say that like you maybe get one that's like real simple when you're still a, um, like a student or something like that, or, you know, in the, the stable as they call it. Um, but that once you're like a, you know, a full-time, uh, you know, established wrestler, then you, you have a fancier one or something like that. Um, so yeah. And it means mean C. So this is kind of like Luffy, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if I would just, uh, translate it directly as like Luffy of the sea or, or C Luffy or something like that. But uh, you know, the, the association is there. Swashbuckling Luffy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, like, there was a, a, a current sumo wrestler named Okinoumi, and he's from Shimane, which is in the far western coast of Japan. So he's a coastal guy. He's from the sea. Coastal Luffy. <laughs> what a terrible name. Uh, yeah, um, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, so the uh, the onlookers in the crowd, they're laughing. They're like, oh, what's wrong with this kid? He's going to get himself killed. Uh, and Urashima is saying, get out of my way. And then I'm going to need some help on the pronunciation of whatever this word is. Bodhisattva? Uh, Bodhisattva? Yeah. Is that like... It's a... Well, it's a... Yeah, it has to do with Buddhism. It's a Buddhist right. uh, symbol. Yeah, it's um, it's like the... Uh, what do they call it? Um, The Kanon Buddha. Is the Thousand Arm Buddha? Oh. Uh, the, the one who is, uh, yeah, often shown with all the arms in the statue. And uh, so that's kind of what, what he's mimicking. The uh, what's it, is it? E Honda in Street Fighter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. E thousand hand slap. Yes. Uh, so Luffy's dodging all these hands uh, with ease. It looks like he's he's just like having a fun time. You see him put uh, his uh, his fists on his hips and like mock him. <laughs> yeah. One of those. Yeah. Uh, I like but, the one where he's like diving backwards in the air. Yeah. Uh, Grant uh, has been posting pictures from uh, earlier in the manga, and there was a very similar manga panel he posted, I think, like the other day, uh, from Skypea of Luffy jumping up and down on the clouds almost in the same way, kind of showing that action in one panel is, you know, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it also reminded me of uh, what's the Gum Gum Dum Dum when he turns off his brain and is able to kind of mimic yeah. mantra. Yeah. Except a little smarter than that. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the the crowd is warming up to Luffy. It seems uh, they're oh this guy's slippery. He's dodging all of Urashima's slaps. Uh, ha, hang in there, little guy. You're not gonna win just by running. And then that's when uh, uh, Urashima slaps. Uh, he he claps and he, it's the ear splitter uh, and it's really loud. So Luffy has to cover his ears. And then it's the eye splitter and Luffy is astonished. Like hey, isn't that against the rules? Uh, I'm not sure Which if Luffy's covering his ears as is. He's just he's got his arms crossed and he's dodging. Yeah, because because if he hit him on both sides, either that would break he his would, eardrums. Yeah, would break his ear, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, it's funny that Luffy the pirate cares about rules, or that he knows what they yeah. are. 
Yeah. It really makes I mean, he's no a sumo sense. wannabe, so. I don't even know <laughs> how he knows what sumo is, you know, since Wano's cut. You know, best not to think about these things. Yeah. Also, if, if Urashima had actually watched, uh, you know, the Three Stooges, he would know you're supposed to use both index fingers yeah. uh, to, to poke the eyes out, not... <laughs> it's easy to easy to defend that way. Um, so on the on the next page, uh, Luffy assumes uh, more of a kabuki pose here, um, as he uh, confidently states that, uh, "Well, I can handle it, anyways." And uh, he is stretching his arm back into the distance. You can't even see his uh, his hand, but he, yeah, he's got the yo uh, sound effect. He's like bouncing and, up in the air at the time, too. Yeah, he's he's doing the full. Uh, you know, sort of Gear Four style Kabuki is, look. Is um, the uh, octopus around? Is that? No, I think I think. Uh, <laughs> well, just, in spirit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Urashima is uh, seems shocked by this, by what he's seeing. Um, but we don't find out what it is right away because we cut to uh, what would appear to be Holdem's uh, mansion here, as uh, someone is is trying to tell him that uh, a woman cut the yokozuna's top knot off and it's a huge scene and we see uh hold him he's got his his little pincher pliers um which actually look a lot like his um you know his his comedy central capsule corp uh tattoos um so maybe that was a design element intentional design element um and he is pulling on poor little otama's cheek and he's turning around to this subordinate he's like why why are you telling that to me what do you expect me to do i'm busy right now i got i'm busy ripping this kid's cheek off um, so the layout on this page is super interesting like it's way more vertical than you normally see on like a single page like this yeah the right uh, the right page here i have i have a theory on this because what happens following i assume this is kind of Oda suggesting that these things are happening really on top of each other like simultaneously yeah, I think that's true. And, and you know, he probably also was just like, hey, I want to put a really good, you know, vertical shot of Luffy um, doing a full pose here. And and then he kind of decided to run with that. Um, just doesn't for, feel like a it's it's a it's a not very Oda style layout, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely more horizontal. Um, and uh, so, yeah, a hold him is. Uh, He's too busy uh, tormenting a poor little kid to deal with, you know, the actual part of his job. Um, and uh, in, in the meantime, the lion is just kind of futilely waving his paws um, <laughs> at nothing. Uh, and uh, poor, poor Tama is, uh, you know, crying that it, you know, hurts really bad. And you know, have mercy. I'll give the balloon, the baboon back. Just stop pulling on me. And uh, I, I didn't realize he had the tail too. Hold on. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got the big poofy lion tail. It's like he has a lion growing out of his stomach, like just in his midsection <laughs> on both sides of him. It's bizarre. Yeah, I'd hate to see that X-ray. <laughs> exactly. It's like he ate a lion and it chewed through his stomach, but he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um. So he uh, he as he continues uh, tugging on her with the pliers, he says. Uh, from what I hear, you dropped the name Kozuki. Don't go chasing ghosts now. Just stick to the goblins and the ghouls that you're used to. Uh, the <laughs> Kozukis, sorry. Uh, the Kazukis are the ones who tried to destroy Wano 20 years ago with the clan of evil spirits. Hmm. That's a new angle to the uh, backstory that I don't think we've heard yet. So, nope. 
have to see what what becomes of that. And uh, then we transition to uh, Law and his crew, where uh, Beppo is apparently dying. Um, and uh, Law is like, I, t- I told you not to eat the fish out of the river. Why? Why did you do this now? Um, so, you know, like Law hasn't even stepped in to help Luffy out. And he's already babysitting uh, in this arc. <laughs> and uh, uh, also, meanwhile, uh, Hawkins is ordering someone who is uh, not not replying who is silent which i feel like we've seen a few panels of that now so i'm getting curious now as to whether or not like that's that means something like is this going to be another character like uh you know someone similar to um what's his name from the revolutionaries karasu who who doesn't talk or something like that um but uh, he is saying uh do not engage the one with the straw hat around his neck he is far beyond your ability i'm on my way now Wherever he is, he's yes. not that strong. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, we turn the page and the the onlookers are looking up at uh, Luffy's stretched out arm. It's, his arm is still stretching from the the scene before. Uh, uh, what is that? And your guess is good as good as mine. Uh, and then uh, move it, little one. Okiku has committed an unforgivable act. She spurred the offer to marry into the warrior class and shamed me beyond that. I must crack her head open and make an example of her. I love the big bold outlines on this Luffy hand here. Yeah, uh, coming out the. I love the, the stupid villagers. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I guess good as mine. <laughs> good answer though, um, and and this kind of I guess mirrors the vertical look of the page before. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Although this is a two-page spread, so it's a little more in line with what he does. Yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so Luffy is still like his arm is still stretched out, but he's still dodging all of Urashima's attacks. Uh, Shut up already. I said you could do whatever you want. I just know you won't be able to beat me. Uh, how dare you? I am the greatest sumo wrestler in all of. And then it doesn't really matter what he says after that, because Luffy is the one who's going to be king of the pirates. Uh, gum gum giant sumo slap. And we get this big uh, sumo slap with Luffy's gear third hand. First, like, gear third hand in a while, I feel like, uh, has not had the armament on it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's secure rain. That's nice. It's a good spotty. That's good. It's uh, a good technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now for the page everyone fought for, Alex. <laughs> and uh, all of the looky loos are getting affected by the force of giant, giant uh, <laughs> of the giant <laughs> sumo slap. The guy the has right. His double chin. <laughs> his double chin is over his face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love what Oda always does with cheeks. It, uh, it never fails to amuse me. And uh, we get this really awesome panel of uh, Urashima's face in between Luffy's two giant fingers. Uh, looks like he's gonna miss a couple teeth in the process. Uh, Okiku is shocked um, as Urashima flies into a uh, neighboring castle. Um, and this panel is just super good. Uh, you see the force, uh, sort of affect the, um, uh, the ropes that are hanging on the doyo, uh, showing, showing the movement of, uh, Urashima's gigantic body completely demolishing this huge castle. Uh, I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the sound effects are karadadao, <laughs> which are, uh, that's 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 a new one, uh, uh, and the, uh, of course the uh, the spectators are, are <laughs> shocked 
with text every style mouths. Uh, Whoa, Yokozuna! Urashima got completely demolished. It can't be. He would never lose to that shrimpy guy. <laughs> and we, as the, we see the guy the on ruins. the right might have one of my favorite shock faces in the series. That is bizarre. The one yeah. all the way. Anyway, go ahead. It's like a like a fish. He looks like Jim Carrey, actually. Jim Gee's Ace Ventura, uh, Wano <laughs> Detective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's that's true. Um. And uh, we see the ruins. Uh, they are smoldering. <laughs> and uh, um, everybody's still sh- Yeah, everybody's <laughs> still shot. Nice hair. Yeah, nice hair. <laughs> yeah. This this entire uh, village of Stooges. Not the not the cool Iggy Pop kind, though. Uh, this guy goes, uh, yikes, what? <laughs> it's him, the guy who sliced up the magistrate. And he points to Zorojuro, uh, every, uh, and now that Zorojuro has gotten everybody's attention, um, he gives one of his famous cool Zora looks and says, yeah, so what? Ah, don't tell me he's in on this too, with that tough swordsman and the sumo kid. Who are these people? Swordswoman. <laughs> Wait, Jerry Seinfeld's oh. in Wano country? That's right. Swordswoman, <laughs> yes. With that tough swordswoman and the sumo Kid, uh, and we have a really great. Uh, uh, I love I love these these dodon shots. Uh, uh, we have a great great shot of Okiku in the front, Zorojuro in the middle, and, and Luffy Taro in the back, uh, who's saying, "Hey, and go get the boss of this town. We're here to take Tama back." Um, uh, it should be noted that that is indeed a dodon versus the bang bang that we're that we've mm-hmm. been used to for uh, this current arc. We and, saw it earlier uh, in this chapter. Yeah. And we get a... Ah, watch out! The rebel brigands! As the uh, townspeople uh, run away from from these three who are displaying their, their, uh, their prowess. Brian. Yeah, and then we see a, a shot of what seems to be possibly a pleasure, a gifter, and a Wano... Uh, participant go fight him off. Thomas the kid that Master Holdem got. Take him back if you can. You have to describe what these bunny. three look like. Yeah. <laughs> well, one one has like a very irregular mouth pattern. There's like a woman with two horns and like a big guy with a slunching forehead. I don't uh, slunching neck. I don't know what else you could be possibly. The, the, the woman has a, has a Sadie Chan. Yeah, she's got and, Sadie. And the guy yeah. looks like Treble to me at least yeah. a little bit. Post- oh. Post- okay. Yeah, but but obviously they're being led and controlled by Bunnybeard the pirate, <laughs> <laughs> with a fucking bunny face on his beard and like the ears coming out of his shoulders. By oh, far, Bunny truly is the age. His name is Playboy. <laughs> Playboy the Bunny. Bunnybeard is my new podcast with um, beloved child star, child actor, um, in it. Uh, Devin Sawa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that reference. Um. So, so yeah, Bunny Beard, um, clearly the next major villain of the series, and and one of the best edition of the Beard families after Brown Beard. What was the most recent one we had? Pink Beard, Pink Peach, Beard. Beard. Peach Beard, Peach Beard. You're right, Peach Beard. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on, I think we're jumping the gun here. It's either the bunnies or the, that. It's either that beard is a bunny, or um, the top of that bunny's head, uh, that goiter, is a grumpy old man. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So he could just be a grumpy goiter. No, but God, I hope, I hope Luffy goes through this whole arc doing that. 
No, but I mean, you know, it, it's like the dress. Is it blue? Is it gold? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no. Well, I'm gonna. Is that uh, a goiter? Is that a beard? I'm gonna end this argument right now because Gifter, if if it's like Holden, then his beard obviously evolved into a bunny. Uh, because I don't think the lion is what started out on Holden. I think it was the the weird looking guy. It's um, still like a giant bunny, if that's the case. Maybe like a exactly. Yeah, maybe he's just like a bunny aficionado, and just like that's his like tattoo on or not tattoo. That's just kind of like the his way he designed style. his beard. Yeah, I mean, where, where did the like, ears come from, Brian? Where did the ears come from? No, there it's sculpted beard. A... It's it's like a reverse uh, Chester A. Arthur. It's coming out of his head. No, this guy's totally related to that guy from Buggy's Crew. Uh, yeah, the lion um, tamer, Moji. Moji, yeah. Why does the guy have horns though? Too, that's the weird part. He's got to be a gifter. They look like antennae. How long can we talk it's about this one guy on this manga <laughs> recap? Is the real question. I'm still I'm positive we could. Yeah. Uh, and then so we got all the the rubs and stooges all about the head for Zoro Luffy and gang, and then uh. Okiku goes, what should this one do? And Zoro, slightly annoyed, I think, goes, don't play coy. You don't need our, you don't need my help. And then the, her little, like, shot kind of, like, repressed face, like, I don't know what she's thinking right now, but I think Zoro's kind of hit to her game right now. It's like, it's like, woman, you're strong. Don't, don't, don't mm-hmm. fake it. Uh, and then the next panel is a great panel of Luffy doing a jump kick towards what looks like one of uh, Kaido's men. He goes, get out here right now! And then referring to whoever's the master of this town, uh, Okiku and Zoro in the background continue their conversation. She goes, uh, should, should we fight? And he's like, come up if you actually want to save the kid. And she's like, this rallies her instantly. She's like, yes, she must be saved. Just hang on, Otama. And she slices through what I assume is a pleasure because he's one of Kaido's men, he's getting sliced in the throat, and he's smiling. And I can't wait to find out why that is the case. We have these weird like henchmen who enjoy to get hurt. Uh, <laughs> and then we have a following panel where this is actually next to the panel that Zach stole. I'm <laughs> sorry, Alex stole. Is the uh, the shot of Zoro like flying through the air and slicing up everyone's swords like a like a god demon? Uh, he's like, if you don't. Bring, if you don't bring him out soon, we're going to wipe all of you out. And they're like, ah, block! Zoro, uh, Luffy get, grabs one of the henchmen. He's like, what, what's your boss's name? And this guy's barely conscious. He goes, and then Luffy, of course, misunderstanding, goes, get out of here! Get out of here! Baldy-boo! <laughs> if, you do, if you even touch Tama, you're going to get it! It's like, look out, there's fire, call the firefighters of the town and like flee from the center of the town as all this chaos goes. And then we hear uh, a figure from a distance on top of a rooftop goes, right here, boy. And my name is Hold'em. And then we see like Luffy responds to that call. He should have just said, and my name is Baldy Boo. Um, <laughs> no, wait. Hold'em. Hold'em hold nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. I'm not, uh, I'm not writing that one down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh. Look, I can't make Maddie draw that. <laughs> yeah, can't make Luffy. her, but if she wants to. She's <laughs> <Luffy's> very serious. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll just be holding holding a bag of chestnuts. Um, <laughs> go ahead. No. Okay. 
Oh, Master, hold him! Yay! Uh, the crowd is very excited. And if he, uh, he very accusatorily says, "You decided to show yourself," and because uh, he's hold him, I'll give him like a Texas accent. I guess and, I didn't have much of a choice. You sumo wrestled my house to the ground. Um, and so full body picture of him with Otama inside the lion's mouth as he yells at Luffy. And the, the lion has this like wall-eyed look on his face. He's just staring. <laughs> it took me the longest time to even notice Tomo's in that lion's mouth. Like I probably read this. It probably took me like a, a full 15, 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Luffy and crew are shocked by this. And uh, he continues. Urashima came flying out of nowhere and demolished my building. Who are you people, and where do you come from? If you're bold enough to fight back against us, then I assume you must be followers of the thief named Shuten Maru. Sounds like you want this kid back. Well, don't move. I can crush her in my jaws at any moment. And uh, she, uh, Tama calls out for Big Bro, and Luffy, not really paying attention, says, His tummy's a lion. He's in, he's in <laughs> Hank Venture mode. His tummy's a lion. <laughs> I, I love uh, how I love how understated that panel is. It's probably one of my favorite <laughs> of this chapter. It's it's just like matter of fact, like his tummy's a lion. Hmm. Yeah, uh, well, his face isn't bearded. His legs aren't swords, so he's got to deal with what <laughs> his you face got. is his beard. His tummy is lion. His tummy is lion. His tummy is lion. His tummy is lion. Yeah. Uh, so it, we we sort of move to outside of Bakura Town, and someone's riding in on what appears to be some sort of deer spirit. Um, a Kieran, perhaps. A Hawkins? Okay. Yeah. Well, we can tell by the blonde here, yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a, is that Shachi, I think? He's telling uh, Law that Captain Hawkins is at the gate. And yeah. There's a fire in the town. And, ah! And, uh, oh, God. Law is, um, Law is having, like, he's already having, like, gag reactions. Every, everything with Law. <laughs> Law is exasperated this entire chapter. And uh, he just got into this arc. Yeah. I, I think Alex's wish came true here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Beppo implores him, "Don't, don't, don't leave me behind, Captain." And uh, we get like a four-page, like a four-panel thing of uh, all the characters here. Luffy says, "I'm going to save you now, Tama." And Holden's like, "I have no intention of giving her back, you fool." And uh, Hawkins is kind of like the villain version of Law at this point. He has, uh, he looks concerned. That's his catchphrase. It is dot 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 exclamation <laughs> point exclamation point. <laughs> No, that's Law. I'll be in my room is Law's catchphrase. Um, yeah, that's going to piece off next week. So. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have lots of stuff for you guys next week. But first, before we talk about that, Alex, I know you, you got to take yeah. off. So what did you think about this chapter? Yeah, this was fun. Um, things are really starting to ramp up. Uh, it's good to see uh, good to see some action finally happening in this in this arc. And uh you know, this is uh, Luffy's second Oda box uh, in this arc. I wonder how many more we're going to get before it's done. How many aliases? Uh, yeah, uh, I we'll love have a how lot of collectible cards for, uh, <laughs> for the favorite card set for yes. him. Yeah, I love how um, how quickly he took out uh, Urashima. I was worried that that was going to be the whole chapter. Um, Oda's pacing throughout this arc so far is is top notch. I think he definitely learned a thing since. Since the dreaded Dressosa, uh, um, I'm very, very much looking forward to the next chapter. Seeing all of these, uh, all of these um, characters collide. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing more, more than that. You guys will probably expound more than I will, but oh. I gotta attend a barbecue, so 
Is it barbecue or should I say, time? Oh, it's barbecue time. Sorry, I, I stepped over your joke. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming, Alex. No problem. Bye. Are you literally <laughs> leaving the microphone on? <laughs> he's going, he's like, bye, bye, bye. Does he know he has to turn that off? Um, okay, Stephen, what did you think? Oh, man. Um, in my opinion, this was the, I think this is the best chapter of Wano so far. Um, it's, uh, it's funny because, like, if you, I think if you kind of look at this from a perspective of, like, what is, um, I guess what is like directly moving the plot forward and what is kind of indirectly moving the plot forward, this would be the the latter because, um, you know, when you it, like Urashima is, is kind of like a third party in this arc, you know, he's, he's a local, he's like the white berets or something, you know, from Skype or something. He's not, he's not affiliated with the bad guy. Um, he's just kind of this, this person that they, they interact with. Well, he uh, was connected to, he had that mouse smile, dude. Yeah, that's true. But he, but he's a local, I mean, he's not like working for yeah. uh, Kaido. Uh, I mean, he's yeah, not. The white race is a good example because they work for an error, but they clearly weren't like a part of right, his game. Right. right. Um, and so you wouldn't like, you know, when, when Urashima was introduced, it wasn't like, okay, well here's, you know, uh, this is like fodder guy number two C that, uh, you know, Luffy, that Straw Hats are going to have to get rid of before they can move up to the next highest, uh, you know, rank of of subvillains in this arc, sort of thing. Um, so, in a way, this is kind of like a, a detour. Um, but I think this is the exact sort of thing. Like this, this is the sort of detour, like the the kind of trip to smell the flowers of like right. having this really silly and entertaining sumo match um that like this is this is like what the you know this is the part that you're supposed to enjoy that you're supposed to remember think back on and be like oh man remember when luffy had that silly like sumo and he and he, he did the giant you know the 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 gigant sumo slap and just completely demolished uh this huge sumo wrestler um and it wasn't really like part of beating the big bad guy in the arc uh, so I, I really, I, I loved it. I thought, you know, the, the art was top notch. Um, it was, it was super entertaining. Um, although it's not exactly the same, it's not necessarily fair to completely, uh, to compare them because they're, they're very different situations. But I, I will just say, I thought the panel of Luffy taking out Urashima with his, his giant hand was, was probably more, exhilarating and fun than like any part of the katakuri fight that you know he did before this um and uh so yeah i just thought it was a it was super fun i think we're i think the story's really about to kick into high gear now that we especially with kind of the way that this chapter ends with like okay now there's several characters who are all kind of converging or uh you know that the 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 profile of activities that they're doing here in wano is is rapidly going to uh, balloon up and um and and get kind of everything else uh involved but um you know it was just a i think pure pure entertainment chapter i loved it i i loved that i got to use sumo wrestle as a transitive verb that they sumo wrestled his house to the ground um that was fun uh and i guess one last thing um shuten maro the the thief uh i think people have have pointed out that um in in japanese folklore there is kind of a, a famous one of the famous uh oni uh is named shuten doji 
and uh, the the characters are like well it depends on you know there there are multiple ways you could write it but in the one piece scene uh, shu is sake um, or alcohol and ten means uh, heaven and uh, maru is just kind of a you know a generic name ending um, but shuten doji uh, is like a, you know one of the most fearsome oni and he uh, uh, there's the, the the story involves like a hero who has to go and like a samurai who has to go and vanquish him and his his four followers um, and uh, given that this Shutemaru is depicted as uh, you know also kind of being a a rival faction to uh, to Kaido's forces and you know could presumably be a good guy or potentially an ally um, that would seem to kind of turn that um, that on its head. Uh, that the uh, the original fairy tale, but but we'll see how how much uh, that is um, connected. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, we didn't get a lot of uh, follow up on that, so I, I guess um, Otis is kind of teasing us with some foreshadowing there. Cool. That's it. Okay, Sam. Yeah, I love this chapter. Uh, like each each chapter uh, in in Wano, or not in Wano, but like as as of like the Hiroshima stuff has just been you know, better than the last. Um, I love how this, this chapter really kind of indulges the, the, the power fantasy element uh, of, of Shonen, like Luffy and the straw hats. They're like often stronger than most people that they, they are put up against, but it's been a long time since they really made that, like the thing that's fun about the story. Like when, when, when all the, when things are kind of stacking up, like Luffy's beat Nurashima uh, they're they're announcing that Zoro's the guy who killed the met the who took down the magistrate, and o- Okiku seems like she's about to do something awesome, um, like that. You really get excited. You really you really get excited for like how like outsiders are going to see these these crazy people uh, do their thing, um, and Okiku just keeps getting more uh, interesting to me. Like at the beginning of the chapter, I was worried that she was just kind of. Uh, she, she was going to fall back into the. She's going to fall to the background a lot uh, easier than I would have liked. But then you get that moment with Zoro where it's like he recognizes that she is very strong and she's trying to hide that. I guess and I love this whole idea that like Okiku, it's it's almost like she's trying to blend in. She's trying to be like a regular loco local, but she's like terrible at it. She stands out. She's so tall and she talks like a samurai and she cuts people's top knots top knots off for honor, and she's like trying to. She's trying to be a nobody, but she's bad at it. Um, I think that's great, and uh, I'm really excited to find out what happens next, especially with that that last page and seeing all those big guys uh, on the bottom there. Yeah, Okiku kind of hides as well as Luffy does uh, when you think about <laughs> it. Um, uh, who else? Ed. <laughs> oh. Um, oh yeah. I, well, yeah. Go first. Sorry. Sure. There's a lot of gags in this episode, uh, this chapter. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I especially like Holden. He's sort of doing this like overreaction. Like the the sumo match is uh, it's just it's so over the top, and we get this. <laughs> it's the, the dynamic with Luffy. Sort of he, he steps in for Okiku, like to fight on her behalf, but also she is required to fight for herself. By the end of the chapter, so I mean, it is kind of like where he's stepping in for her, but she's also standing up for herself because she is very strong. And there's definitely something being hidden there with like who she actually is, or who I don't know who she's I don't know to say related to, or who she used to work for before. Um, but it's been 20 years, and she doesn't seem to be that old. So it's not like she was uh, a samurai under 
uh, Odin or anything 20 years ago. It doesn't that, that wouldn't make sense. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just I, I enjoyed this chapter a lot. Uh, Luffy being really goofy is always always great. Um, yeah, and the the sumo slap, it, it looks uh, it makes Gear Third look uh, like almost human because it's all just as you someone said it was the uh, all all hockified, all like black limb, like iron and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I was I was enjoying it very much, and with Law and Hawkins kind of fulfilling the same roles as I was saying of uh, exasperated. They're just exasperated. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Uh, every panel, not every panel, but like every page of this chapter is uh, magnificent in a lot of ways. I also counted that we're back to 19 pages for this one, which we haven't had in a while. Uh, Oda usually does 17 pages, so he clearly had a lot he wanted to accomplish uh with this chapter, and I would say he succeeded. Uh, from like uh, Urushima's like sad and demonic faces, and even like just the mixture of the crowd with like Kaido's uh, forces mixed in with the the people of Wano, all very very good and very interesting. Uh, Okiku kind of like trying to disappear into like a more like uh, not subservient, but just kind of like oh, this one didn't mean to like cut the top knot. I was like, yes, you did. <laughs> Stop playing, and then uh. And Luffy cutting in, and now we got like instant sumo match uh, with that first hand slap, and them trying to maintain the comedy of them maintaining the ring. Luffy uh, announcing his sumo record, or at least with the Oda box, uh, hundred hand slaps. I mean, it's this is one of those chapters which will. I I, I, I noticed something about this these Wano the Wano pacing. Alex mentioned before he left it how quickly it's moving. For some reason, I think these chapters come off to me more like a comedy than even the adventure, or even the action part of it. Where it's just this kind of like series of kind of like just random events. And I think that kind of revolves the fact that we're mainly following Luffy and Zoro right now. And like, since there's no sense of danger because we know Luffy can just about handle any opponent thrown at him outside of like major figures we've been set up to, like Kaido. He's the only one we have in doubt right now. And Zoro's also like someone who can handle most opponents thrown his way. It's like we're just running in the scenarios. Was like, you you guys know you can handle this fight, right? Why are we why are we messing around uh, with like these kind of like low brow forces? Because unless Hyde, unless Hodum has some ridiculous ability, we haven't really really been uh, privy to at this point. This is also probably going to be like a joke fight uh, of some sort. Uh, Oh, also, I noticed we didn't point out how when uh, that final shot of Urushima, when he's like laid out after Luffy sends him uh, sends him packing. Uh, if you notice the the wound across his body is also the the same wound. It's basically Luffy's handprint, like a giant handprint mm-hmm. across his entire body. Uh, I thought that was great, and yeah, that one panel with uh, the three of them, uh, uh, Okiku, Zoro, and Luffy, is. I remember I turned the page and saw that. I was just like, "What are you doing, Oda?" <laughs> That's amazing. I want that. I want that instantly as a spread or wallpaper if I could have it. Uh, and yeah, even like the uh, the flow of the panel and the uh, the action sequence that follows, and then having the four kind of major figures so far this arc with Law, Luffy, Hodum, and uh, uh, Hawkins all leading to a single location. I I imagine like if Zoro and Luffy were trying to hide and 
not really cause a, a disturbance yet. This is basically Oda's way of saying like the damage is done. Everything's going to explode and it's all like Luffy, Luffy's fault as usual. So I, I thought this chapter was fantastic. So. Well, it's also clearly still important that Zoro was the, uh, the one who killed, killed the magistrate or ki- cut the magistrate. Yeah. I, so I, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine we'll get more of that later, like once we move into like the larger town of Wano. Uh, what did they call? It? Did just, they give it a name? The larger town? I think it had a name, like Flower um, City. Yeah, the name. Flower Capital is yeah. all they've called it. Yeah, the Chrysanthemum Capital, maybe. Oh, um, uh, I also wonder. Oh, I got a couple of things. So, yeah. uh, I wonder if the you remember like uh, Hirolok mentioning that he went to an island with like Sakura. And then that was supposedly like the miracle cure that healed him of his illness. I wonder if he traveled to Wano at some point. I think that's always been speculated. Yeah, we we've, we've definitely mentioned that on the show before. Yeah, and I also wonder if the fact that uh, Holden's referring to uh, Odin, the Kazuki clan, as like monsters or demons that want to destroy Wano. I imagine, and this is probably fairly obvious, that uh, he might be referring to the fact that Odin wanted to uh, integrate Wano into the larger society and like kind of uh, uh, break down their isolationism. And I'm sure that's what he might be referring to them wanting to destroy the country, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Evil spirits is an interesting, I mean, is there any Japanese kind of uh, anything mm-hmm. with the, what, what they were called in Japanese uh, that might shed some No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's just kind of how, how I say it. it's, I guess you'd you know say that it's it is suggesting that uh you know I don't know like dehumanizing them even further so it's not like just oh they were bad people but they were like you know yeah, they like were like cursed monsters, people devils. yeah yeah they're like those devils they tried to like break down like Wano traditions how dare they that kind of thing right. I'm sure yeah yeah, yeah that that subplot is interesting because it's like what. Like, it, were were they framed for something, or the, or they actually kind of were they historically on the on the wrong side of history? I, I mean, I yeah. think I think it's going to be the forefront plot when we get to things, you know, at the end of the day here. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just a little concerned that that's going to come across as a bit of a retread of you know Dress Rosa again, of like here's the old family and then oh, there's right. the new prepare, guy that came prepare along. for that. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. I, I mean, I'd like to think that he has more of a wrinkle in the the formula, but um, well, well, yeah. Odin was a daimyo, so he wasn't shogun at any point in time. So it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't but they, quite what. But yeah, but they also said that the Kozuki clan ruled Wano uh, in the previous chapter. So oh, okay, yeah, I think it's a little it's a little fuzzy right now. I think. Um, I'll go through just a couple things, little things that uh, haven't been pointed out. Uh, with the color spread, I did not notice the squid hiding out, and I assumed oh, yeah. being cooked uh, in one of the battles. There, there's squid all over that. Yeah. All over that. The Lot, lots spread. of squid. Um, and just to go through the chapter itself, this is, I agree with Steven, this is definitely my favorite chapter so far in Wano. Uh, maybe, you know, tied or second with, um... The, when they enter with all the cool stuff. Um, I really like that chapter as well. But this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this, uh, every every part of this chapter. Um, a couple little things, I guess, I just want to point out. Um, first, I like that Urashima Urish- gets beat in the same way that that other sumo guy did last chapter. We see him laying on the ground with a giant uh, handprint on him from Luffy at the very end. 
Um, I really enjoy, and, and this was mentioned, I think Brian mentioned this, just um, how all the different disparate forces that we've seen so far in this very short arc so far um, come together um, at the end here, because it has, I, I think my one complaint about Wano is it's felt, I, this is just because we're at the beginning, it's felt very chaotic so far to me, like a lot of different things are happening um, at the same time. Um, so, which is not, you know, a knock on it necessarily, but as a reader, I'm like, it, it leaves you kind of in the lurch, hmm. which I think you're It's interesting. To. I mean, like there's a lot of stories that we, we aren't seeing, but we've been going with this, this story for like the last four or five chapters, haven't we? Yeah, but there's a lot of things also happening in the background and a lot of movement. I, I mean, we've mm. been just, we haven't stayed in one place for more than a chapter until this chapter. Yeah, um, the, the storytelling yeah. of this arc even with these five five to six chapters have been very irregular. Yeah, this is not Oda's yeah, this is not Oda's typical thing. Um, which is not to knock it. It's just it's um it, it's just um not disconcerting. It's just it feels different. It feels like a little uncomfortable almost. I, I don't know quite how to put it. Um, until I kind of it's like when you put shoes on for the first time and they don't quite fit you right and you get a cut well, from it or whatever. That's how I feel like it feels like he's doing more of a comedy or some kind of satire. Like I was telling a friend, like you, I'm sure most of us here have seen like Yojimbo and Sanjuro and how like Yojimbo is kind of like a typical more like action flair and it involves the same character in the same world. But when you watch Sanjuro is definitely presented more as a comedy, same director, same characters, but the way the situations unfold, give you a different read of how this like world operates. Um, one other cool, like his sword, uh, Holdem's sword is pretty awesome. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Um, it's very different from anything I feel like we've seen, uh, certainly in Wano. Um, Odom looks like he's a member of Kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely some sort of like 80s hair metal maybe thing. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we could all agree that the star of this chapter was Bunny Beard. Bunny Beard. Um, yeah, without a doubt. So, any other final thoughts? It sounds like a no. Uh, I like that Luffy brought his sword into the sumo ring. Yeah. Uh, no one commented (laughs) on that. Yeah. yeah, That was, that was a funny little thing. But he did take his, like, the top part, you know, his shirt off because he's like, well, I can't, you know, I can't have that on if I'm. Yeah, you can have my sword on. That's fine. Uh, and he a, yeah. he pulled he pulled his sword out in order to kick the other guy in the face uh, after when they were fighting. Yeah. I mean he can't leave the <laughs> he can't leave the top part of his robe on because then it's tactical. The sumo could grab it and use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's a good point. Yep. That's a good point. Um, he's thinking tactically. Anyway, that's going to do it for the manga recap. Let's get into the next segment. Sure. Okay. All right. This is the anime recap for episode 852, A Hard Battle Starts, Luffy vs. Katakuri. I'm your host, Sam, and today with me we have, once again, we have Ed. Thank you. This is a very spirited introduction. And joining us today as well, once again, we have Brian Newton. Hola. Uh, right off the bat, I want to point out that the title, Hard Battle Starts, Luffy vs. Katakuri, uh, very misleading, I think. I don't know. They do a I bunch mean, the of battles. Started a, the, the fight started a few episodes ago. <laughs> and most of the episode is not... It, 
Because I was very confused by the uh, the next episode preview from last week, where all of the preview was just Luffy versus Katakuri. I'm like, aren't we supposed to be getting to the, like the the sweets factory already? Uh, but mm. I, th- I think they're like trying to. I think they're trying to advertise the the thing people are here for. Well, I mean, the next episode previews. I'll just say this about next episode previews. I was watching. The, I bought the Dragon Boxes yesterday. <laughs> used yeah. for ridiculously low price. Anyway, the first disc I popped in was the end of what was originally Dub Season 2, the, like the, right. the Raccoon episodes, and the episode before Goku arrives on Planet Namek, the next episode preview, is all about him stepping off of that spaceship, and that does not happen until the 22nd minute of the next episode, <laughs> so that's just how oh. these next episode previews work. Yeah, you can't, you can't bury the lead, you gotta keep them on the hook for what's coming. <laughs> Right. So like Z was was the Wild West for uh for Toei bullshit, I think. Yeah, it was kind of a pioneer. Anyway, back uh, to but, One Piece. Yeah. Uh to my surprise, this episode opens with a cold open. Uh there's barely any uh recap at all this week where Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of the end of last week's episode, but most of this opening sequence is the the elephant gun versus Katakuri's imitation of the elephant gun. And Carter Curry is just sort of, uh, he, he's, he's bragging, he's, he's punching, he's got a much bigger fist than Luffy's, he knocks Luffy away, and he's like, oh, is that how you do it? Is that your elephant gun? He's very, um, it's almost funny, like, the cold open is funny sometimes, like, oh, mine's bigger, and they do the joke, like, three, four times, and, yeah. uh, I don't know, I think it works. I thought it was brilliant, this cold opens everything I wanted from the previous episode. Yeah. Um... And then that's when the actual opening song starts, and then the proper title card begins at five minutes and twenty-eight seconds. Uh, so the fight keeps going, and now it's it's kind of more of the same. Where now it's it's Luffy uh, instead of the elephant gun, it's his grizzly magnum. That's what he used to, to beat Caesar Clown. Uh, but Katakuri can keep up. He's got his own version of the grizzly magnum that's a lot bigger and a lot stronger. I thought uh, this was all very well animated. Well, the Katakuri versus Luffy stuff was well animated, at least. I thought this whole show, I thought this whole episode was awesome. I mean, it really only Agreed. stuck. Out, it only stuck out to me during the uh, during the fighting, but the rest of it, I mean, I didn't notice anything that was bad. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so now Luffy's got his his giant axe. He's still in sort of gear third mode, uh, and uh, it, for a second it looks like he's hit Katakuri, but then Katakuri is behind him with an even bigger foot. Uh, this is somebody's. Fetish, I'm sure. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino directed an episode of One Piece. Right. Uh, so he he axe kicks Luffy with a giant foot uh, and uh, knocks Luffy into a crater. And he's doing uh, I saw this joke going around. It's, it's uh, Luffy got yamshed. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Is, there isn't actually a crater, though. It's just sort of a broken floor. Well, I'm actually going to keep track of this because um, the thing that um, anime productions usually do to keep the fights like more interesting is kind of like heighten the, um, you know, just like the destruction and the chaos that's caused. Because mm. those of us who've read the manga, we know the crater <laughs> that, that's ultimately going to appear from this. So I'm going to make sure don't do a crater bigger than the final crater. That's all I got to say. Um, so... Uh, meanwhile, back at the farm, we've got Pudding, and uh, she's cuffing Chiffon. They've got this whole plan where they're going to get Chiffon into the sweets factory by, by you know, 
disarming her, like making sure she's not a threat and then blaming all of her actions on, on Bedge. Uh, <laughs> but Pudding can't help but to be like peeking around Chiffon and like looking at Sanji and like making these goofy reaction faces when he looks back at her. And I love, I love Chiffon's just like, like she's so uncomfortable, like having to sit between her and between Pudding and Sanji. Um, uh, so, uh, Sanji smiles at her. She she goes goo goo, uh, and then they're she's asking Sanji to get up into the role of uh, Ravian, just like Pudding was hiding in uh, last week, so that they can sneak him in. Uh, so Pudding and Jafon are descending onto Chocolate Town. Uh, the the locals are you know they love Pudding. They're like, yes, you're so beautiful in your wedding dress, all that stuff. They're very supportive. Uh, there was the the bear was the bear with the turban was in this uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's explaining the whole chiffon situation. Sanji is hiding inside the the carpet, uh, but the dogs get a whiff of him. They they're curious about what's inside the carpet, and there's a lot of really great funny reactions to stuff in this episode. Um, but putting distracts them. They're like, oh no, uh, have the chefs arrived? And so the, the, the Whole Cake Island 31 have arrived on Cacao Island waiting for uh, putting in Chiffon to arrive. And uh, we come back to the Mirror World where Katakuri and like Brule and all them, they're looking down on Luffy who's still beaten up and, and weak. And Katakuri is talking to Parasparo on the transponder snail. They're sort of catching each other up on what's been, what's been happening. Um, we come back to... Uh, chocolate town pudding is assuring the people that uh, they're, they're, they're not going to let mama destroy uh, Totoland. land. And uh, I, I like how they're playing one of the, uh, I think it's, we did it party. It's the, it's one of the, we are melody tracks, which I'll, I always love to hear. Yeah. Uh, so then there's this whole sequence where they have to let the, the 31 chefs into the kitchen, like one at a time. So pudding can, manipulate their memories so that they can work with Sanji and not think anything's weird. Yeah. Uh, pudding's pudding's ability. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> doesn't, re- doesn't have to make a lot of sense, but she's very funny in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so while he was wrapped up in the carpet, Sanji has been working on a recipe and blueprints for the new cake. He's sharing them with chiffon while pudding is working on the chefs and, uh, chiffon is shocked. It's like this. This recipe is like really good. What, how'd you how'd you learn how to replicate that that cake? And he's just like, oh yeah, I just remembered every ingredient by smell. And uh, Chiffon is like disgustingly amazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get pudding in her chef's outfit. Sanji's like hard eyes for that. Yeah, they're very uh, they're hard eyes for each other all over this episode. <laughs> that's just yeah. that's the source of the humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're. He makes this face. A good time. At, he makes this face at one point when she's got like she's got the ice pack on her head and she's overheating yeah, yeah. and he's like, hmm. He's just sort of holding his face very neutral in an unnatural position. The, oh, that, I that, that the same recap face for that. Episode. Yeah, that same face is in the manga as well. <laughs> it's just so goofy. Um. So she's explaining what she did to the chef's memories, and then the chefs are they're now amazed at what. Sanji has cooked up for the the recipe, and they're like, "You even got the secret ingredient that only Chef Strusen Chef Strusen should know." Should know. Ah, oh, that five times fast. 
Um, <laughs> so Sanji has this moment where he's he, he just says hey to to pudding and pudding's going just all over her her mind is going crazy like he says hey to me oh maybe it would be nice to have a husband like that but first we gotta we gotta set the 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 ground rules if in this marriage if if this is gonna work and then she's uh going to evil pudding and like just so you know sanji if you do anything if if you tell me what to do i'm gonna slit your fucking throat or whatever if she in this in this moment moment she's pointing at sanji do do either of you recall if she actually had her middle finger up at this moment in the manga, it was her middle finger, yeah. Thought so. Huh. It, it looks a little off with her her pointer finger. Yeah. Hmm. Forgotten about that. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, and uh, so they're going over the plan. They they go into pretty great detail of what their their plan is. They're gonna make the they're gonna make the unfinished cake. They're gonna actually like bake the the breading of it, and then they're gonna take it on a boat. And they're going to take it to Big Mom. And then while they're doing that, they're going to decorate it with the frosting and all that. So, you know, pudding's on on the chocolate. Uh, chiffon's on the, the chiffon cake and, on, and all that. And Sanji says he has his own secret ingredient that he's going to include. Uh, we never got closure on this thing in the manga, I don't think. Um, but he's he's got a secret ingredient that brings out the ultimate sweetness. What are you, ta- what are you talking about? Of course we do. We do? Yeah. Pretty significant. The mm. secret ingredient? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the secret ingredient that brings happiness. And yeah, I, don't think, I, I mean, like, he brings, he talks about that right now, but I don't think that ever comes up again. Oh, my God. Okay. Without spoiling anything, uh, you need to reread the end of the volume. I Ooh. thought I did. I've read that quite a Okay, whatever. We'll talk. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll talk. Over. Um... Uh, so there's a cool scene back in the mirror world where uh, Kadokuri has his back to Luffy. He's like, oh, yeah, that punk is over. Uh, but Luffy is up and the camera gets it. It's, it's like that. It's it's the Rob Lucci thing where we're where Rob Lucci. His back is to Luffy and he like has this like moment of, oh, he's up. And then the camera like pans over and Luffy's right there. Um, so Kadokuri is asking, all right, you've tried speed. You've tried power. I've been able to surpass you on both. What are you? What are you gonna do next, huh? What What's your plan? And then uh, he sees the future, and he's like, "Oh, you're just gonna do both at the same time now." Okay, cool. Um, and then so Luffy's got his elephant gatling. He's going crazy. Katakuri is dodging all of them. Uh, and I love I love this sequence where it looks like a like some sort of like cosmic horror monster as he's like lifting himself up with his own like mochi limbs. And yeah, he's like, but like underneath his arms, it's not like he's actually using his limb, his actual limbs for it. Yeah, it's 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 such a interesting look. Like they look like tentacles, basically. Yeah, I felt like I've seen this in other. I mean, I know I've seen it before. I just can't place what other series or anime or even video game this could have been a reference to. It feels like Doc Ock lifting himself up, except like a giant. Totally. Mm. Um, and uh, so he's he's launching with a bunch of uh, fists, and this is like where. You really get the benefit of the anime version where you you really see Katakuri is doing a, a Gatling attack basically, but he's doing he's doing the big fist version of that, and you really get the sense of how much bigger each of his fists are than Luffy, and he's got like dozens of them all punching at once. Uh, that looks really cool, uh, and so like the final sequence of the episode is uh, Luffy he's having a tough time, and in the middle of the action. 
uh, Brule and Mascarpone and Jessicapone, they're like, oh, hey, hey, guess what? We found another mirror that leads into their ship. Uh, and so Luffy is now he has to worry about trying to smash that mirror so that they can't uh, get get through there and uh, mess up with the, the Thousand Sunny crew. And they're like preparing to launch fire arrows through the mirror. Uh, and Luffy is shouting, stop. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. So, Any general thoughts, you guys? It was pretty enjoyable. It was just sort of middle of the middle of the road as far as the story goes. The story didn't actually uh, like where they're starting to make the cake, and Luffy and Katakuri are just they're continuing to fight. But um, yeah, it was all generally well executed. I thought. Yeah, the uh, I, I agree with the story point. The uh, the uh, actual animation, the quality of the artwork, I'd say it's it was pretty well done. I like you said earlier, there were no mistakes in this one. I thought. Generally, the boarding and the uh, the extra material, because like eighty percent of the Katakuri versus Luffy stuff in this is not in the in the manga, and right. And when you consider that the uh, elephant Gatling is the attack that crushed Hody Jones, the fact that like Katakuri can just like dodge it with no problem and delivered even one that's even bigger than Luffy shattering shattering the glass in the world around it, it's like okay, we're definitely seeing the uh, the uh, I would say. The, the, hill, the hill that Luffy has to climb in this the battle. The difference in power. Actually, yeah, the difference in power in this in this arc. Uh, but I, I also want to say that as having... Uh, if I remember, the, the manga ends at a different point than uh, this episode did. If This is the episode where we find out... I, I won't say anything what's coming, but like... The... the, the uh, them burning the ship with the fire arrows was not the conclusion of the manga. That's actually right. the event that follows this. Right. Uh, Okay, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. So they're already padding this as much as they possibly I, can. I think this one evens out because it it started with like the last couple of pages of the chapter before. So I think it True. evens out to about uh, a, ch- a chapter's worth of content. And I I felt that was the case. Like I I thought this was a very because the the Sanji and pudding stuff is so it's so it's plot maybe. based. Yeah, yeah, it's it's we're. We're you know, explaining how this is going to work. We are setting up this, you know, we're, we're, we're setting up this expectation for how the, the cake is going to work and how we're going to get it to Big Mom. Uh, and we're furthering, like, we're, we're getting a clear understanding of, of how Sanji and Pudding interact with each other at this point in the story. Right. Uh, now, now, now they're just like friends at this point uh, who like <laughs> each other a lot. Yeah, um, apparently. Uh, and uh, I thought the, I thought the Luffy versus Kata Curry fight is continuing to look really, really good. And I like the thing that I like. I think this is like five episodes in a row where the thing that I like the most is that the art, pretty much across the board, just looks really polished. Like it mm-hmm. looks like the, it looks like it's been uh, retouched. It looks like it's it, like they've had a chance to do multiple drafts of the, you know, di- characters and uh, like every everything looks nice and bold and clean and well it might also be uh how whoever's doing the uh, the background design for the mirror world is like yeah, the that, characters that really too. yeah the characters really pop and blend in a very interesting way that like when you're looking at black and white it's stark because you got these uh, uh checkered patterns but now it's not they're not black and white checkered patterns they're kind of like a pinkish a uh, purple hue yeah. With like Katakuri's like reddish purplish hair, and then Luffy's like red outfit. It's like right. really, it's really nice. And they do, and again, I think you caught the sound too. Like when uh, 
uh, Luffy's being like destroyed by Katakuri's Gatling. They did another like mirror trick where we're looking at the image of Luffy being crushed from a distance, and then, then the the screen shatters. That's again representing the mirror. So this was even a bigger trick because you don't even recognize you're looking at a mirror until it breaks. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and, and yeah, I, th- I think that the you you get a much much better sense of how big the mirror world is in the anime and like how much bigger Katakuri's attacks are compared to Luffy's. Like that is a thing that does not come nearly as as well in the in the manga. Uh, so yeah, I was I was a big fan of this episode. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was enjoyable from start to finish. Yeah, right. it was solid, super solid. Yeah. I like this one. Mm-hmm. I think we can move on to the next segment. Sure thing. This is the Piece Together segment where we take your questions, comments, and theories and decide whether it's a bunny beard or a grumpy goiter. Uh, no Discord this week, so no disc piece this week, but remember, all you have to do is join us on Patreon. Um, I believe it's the $5 tier or up, uh, and you're automatically involved in Patreon, and then you go to the, I think it's the Grand Fleet channel on Discord, post a question, and it will get on the show. That's all you gotta do. It's automatic now. Um, so, let's get into some emails, Ed. Um, we don't have a real song, but I like Ed saying the word. I just do it with se- sexy voice, yeah. Um, or strong bad voice, which are really interchangeable. Sexy voice and <laughs> strong bad voice. Um, so first one comes from Sophie and Kendra, who say, uh, Hello, we're both longtime listeners and have, have heard you guys respond to other new podcasters saying uh, to get in touch if they ever need advice. So they're uh, 11 episodes in their My Hero Academia podcast, which I think we talked about when Caleb was on. Um, and they were wondering, how do you manage so many people on the podcast? (laughs) I assume they don't mean listening. I assume they mean on the show. Um, yeah, that's sometimes really tough. Um, I think... Yes, Zach, how do you manage all of us on the podcast? I try and talk over them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, um, I think you need some sort of, uh, rapport, uh, with the people you have on. Um, I would definitely start out with less people and then build your way up as you feel comfortable. I think, Ed, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we started out with less people, at least in those very early episodes, and then kind oh, of yeah. built our way yeah. up. There was a lot of Although, sliding. Although, we, we sort of peaked with the amount of people we were having on the show, like, two or three years in, and then we brought, like, brought it back down. Well, as a listener from you guys back then, I remember at most, like, four people tops maybe two three when we started or some of those like for, yeah like some of the first like impel down through the war it's like four of you guys i yeah. think it, i think the amount of people we had on the show peaked in like year two or three when we tried to have like 10 people on at once it was terrible yeah i don't ever recommend that i think four is actually a, a good amount for most podcasts um and i i don't know how we get away with six but that is my max. That is the the most I will let on. I think I have made exceptions to that once in a blue moon. Uh, if we have quieter people, like Sam's not a super loud, you know, like uh, rambunctious. Excuse kinda. me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not He's like no an Steve. Alex or a Steve uh, who yeah. who kind of who will uh, take the room up. Um, so and occasionally I, you have big loudmouth guests who 
who just are so excited to be here. Yeah, and, and those are not bad qualities, but when you have those sort of people, you certainly want less on. So if Alex and Steve are on an episode, I'm going to want to balance them out with quieter people um, and vice versa. Um, so there you go. That's, that's I yeah. guess, the best advice I could give. Steven, do you have anything? And, and I think, I, I think like, as far as, uh, you know, just kind of learning to to have a good flow and to, you know, to gain like the skills to uh, kind of sense when other people are about to stop talking. So you can insert your, your comment and um, you know, when, when they're sort of grasping for something and you, you know, you need to step in and help fill the silence and stuff like that. Those are just kind of things that you learn um, through experience and, and who works well together and, and stuff like that. You can't really, I don't, I don't know that you can actually learn those things just by reading about them or, or, you know, thinking about, you know, you just kind of have to, to do it a lot and you'll, you'll gradually, yeah, (laughs) you'll, you'll gradually uh, pick up um, kind of the instincts for, for stuff like that. So, and obviously, you know, Hey, you, any, any, any advice that we're giving about this now, you know, you could, it's up to you to decide how well we do that on this show, uh, as well. But I'd like to think that, you know, the years of practice we have, we've learned a few things. Yeah, I'm surprised that there remember. wasn't a, there wasn't a My Hero Academia podcast following like the anime and manga releases, uh, already am so i was surprised when i, I, think I, it's a, I saw when they started and i followed them on twitter yeah sorely needed i think that i i mean usually the number one piece of advice i give uh podcasters who are like i want to start a podcast uh i'll i'll make one on game of thrones i'll be like that's great i'm glad you're passionate about that show but there are eight thousand of those and no one's going to listen to you because they don't know who you are but there are no other there are not many if as far as i know i'm not I need to read through My Hero Academia. I'm not caught up with it at all. I watched uh, the anime. I don't. I haven't caught up with the manga. I need. I need to do that. That's something I intend to do. They're doing a speed up. I think so. I, I think mm. that's something I'll be able to do soon, hopefully. Um, but uh, when there's a void in you know the podcast world, that's the best time to make a podcast for that. For example, there was no, uh, and really is basically there still basically no other One Piece podcasts. So step into the void, and there you go. Uh, ever you have no, they have no other choice, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I think most. I think there's kind of an attention vacuum there because YouTube is so uh, yeah. big. It's such yeah. a big platform to to get an audience, and and so there's probably a lot of people that just don't think they they think oh well, if we want to talk about um, some series or something like that, the only way to to get attention or to compete or something like that, like you should, you should kind of just be doing it because you like doing it. I mean, that's ultimately the only way that you're going to last, um, uh, a long time is if you enjoy what you're doing for the sake of doing it. But, um, yeah. And I'd also yeah. mention like, there's, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes as well. Like you yeah. learn over oh, God, time, yeah. you better. Those yeah. early episodes suck. Um, for us, um, yeah, and since this is our only email for some reason this week, I don't mind talking too long about this. Um, I'd also say the how many people to get uh, in a on a podcast. The best case scenario, and it's impossible for us, unfortunately, is just to have the people in the in the same room as you or recording in the yeah. same place. Um, unfortunately, we're scattered across the country. When we started, Ed and I were in the same room, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the optimal situation. I actually wonder how our because I think they're both um, British if I remember correctly. But uh, uh, no, I think Kendra is not British. 
Okay, I just remember one one of them had a very had a, had a British accent when I was when I listened to the episode I listened to that I checked out before this. But uh, yeah, it's it's got to be kind of hard with um, if like so much of the English speaking fan base isn't necessarily like even close to being on to, on the same time zone or wavelength with you. Yeah, but that'll happen. I mean, it, that just it takes a little while sometimes for uh, a, a population to kind of move to the most recent stuff. Um, but but they'll get there. I mean, I'd still say the majority, believe it or not, and Sam, the, I'd say the majority of One Piece fans are probably caught up with the anime, but not the manga. Um, really? Because I think, I mean, I'm saying this, for example, I have someone at work who is a One Piece fan who is caught up with the anime. Um, and I told him about the manga, which he, I mean, he had heard of manga, but he didn't really know how to catch up on it and did not really know what existed. So I'm like, here's Shonen Jump. So he has a Crunchyroll Crunchyroll subscription? Yeah, but now I caught, he read, he caught up in like a week and, uh, I think, and now he might be listening now, but he's, (laughs) you know, he's like, I don't think I could go back to the anime now. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but I, I'm like, but you should definitely watch the fights and, uh, you know, f- watch, you know, some of the big events in the anime, which I think they do do well. Um, it's as Sam The said. anime only watchers in like the Crunchyroll comments are just like so foreign to me. Like I do not, I do not understand how you don't just jump to the manga. This I think it's, you don't have. I, I think the word is not quite out there. I think people just, that's how people consume anime. It's anime. That's how I should, you know, that's what I should do. I should just watch the anime. There, What else is there to it? I mean, that's how, I mean, how many of us started, besides Steven, uh, reading the manga? <laughs> I, I did. Okay. It's technically, because uh, Erica gave me that. Um, oh, yeah, the first volume. But our, from uh, yeah, from from freshman year of college. All right. Well, how many volume. how many of us? Then, then I watched all, and I watched 260 anime episodes. Exactly. Yeah, like I I, yeah. I did not wait till I finished the anime to jump to the manga. Like I jumped to the manga like in Thriller Bark. Yeah, that's when mm-hmm. I jumped to the manga. But that was when yeah. that was what the anime was up to at the time. So yeah, I had the opposite experience oh, no. where it, I read all the way, and then once I was done as far read as far as I could, then I start watching the manga or anime. Sorry. Yeah. So. But that turned into a completely different discussion. Um, <laughs> but what, what I'm trying to say uh, for the My Hero Academia thing is I think the audience will eventually get there. It's it's really just like uh, informing your audience, which is a really difficult thing to do. Um, but, uh, you know, I for the One Piece audience, I know they're a very uh, smart, up-to-date audience. Um, but there's, of course, this casual fan base that doesn't know we exist, obviously, doesn't and may not even know you know Shonen Jump exists. Um, mm. They may know other sources of manga exist. That there's certainly that you know um, fan base as well. But you know, uh, not everyone could spend as much time as we do talking about One Piece and reading One Piece. Um, so why don't we talk about the questions on Reddit? What do you got, Stephen? Okay, uh, we'll start with Barack O'Brock, who has a question: If the Color Walk Compendium sells well, do you think we will get? more compiling later color walks as well well uh the good news for you is that they announced two of them uh the when they announced the first one so um we already know that there will be a four five and six uh next summer um and that's uh god we i just answered this like the other week yeah Um, we did talk about this july yeah it's it should be like water seven and Skypea late Skypea water no, no, seven what, yeah, yeah. through uh I think the time skip. Through, 
Yeah, th- yeah, close to to the end of Marineford probably. Um and uh yeah, that should be out. It's I think it, they just scheduled the, them a year apart. So And um, I don't yes. think there's enough for a third book as of now. No. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. So so there are eight uh volumes out. The most recent one was called Wolf, uh which we talked about not too long ago. Um so it'll probably be a little while until there is a ninth one out in Japan and that is the real question is like okay if the if the first two sell well enough will they continue with the third one um I'd like to think so since it just might take you know, the, a couple more years like yeah, so it could I mean, be 2022 yeah. yeah the benefit of um of having them be these huge three in one omnibuses is that like the the actual process, the work itself, you know, there's there's only a couple sessions of them that you have to do uh, to to get them done and prepared. It's not something that is constantly kind of a drain. OK, it's another, you know, four or five months. We have to work on another, you know, set aside work for another color walk, uh, you know, mini volume here. Um, so I don't see why it would be a huge deal. But, um, I have, you know, I have it's a not question. Sure. I have a question, Stephen. Uh, so like. We only have the two volumes post the ones that are already planned of the color walks. It, and this has to do with the kind of like Viz and their licensing. Can, is it that where they're saying like we are licensed to do the color walks and we have like you can, obviously can't pre-translate them before they've been released. But you can say, hey, we're already planning to do that. So maybe they can translate uh, the the next two beyond the first six. And just have those ready, even if they're not released in the compilation yet. And then when that final one does come out, it comes out in Japan. Maybe wait like several months before you guys start translating it, and maybe that then you can come out and have a compilation almost right on top of the Japanese release. Is that possible? Yeah, I, I mean hypothetically, I could just start working on it right now because I, you know, just on the assumption that it will happen. But uh, to, you know, the the reason that I that I'm not doing that is is a because i have too much other stuff to do and also b you know you just have to be careful not to burn yourself by working on something that you ultimately turns out you will not get paid for if they don't go through with it yeah Um, well may not see the light of day right right um so yeah i mean technically that that is true but the other thing is with the color walk specifically there's not a ton i mean the 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 interview uh takes a little while but, um, you know, I think I I want to say that it might have been a single day's work, like just working on that alone um, to do like the, the some of them for the for the uh, for the next uh, companion, because I've already done the work for the, the next one. That stuff's all turned in um, and, you know, they'll be putting that together right. in the future. They're just spreading them out because, you know, if if we do make a third one, it's going to be, as Zach said, uh, the calculation, it won't come out for a while yet, so it doesn't yeah. make sense to rush through them. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand like the, the business behind producing right. creative content is that you don't, like everyone's like, why can't I have everything now? It's like, well, I could give you everything now, but for I, we have like fiscal years, things to continue right. and a business to run, so we can't just blow our load and then we don't have anything to sell you in a year or for right. several months. We have to kind of pace it out. Or, you know, we've got X number of, of people who buy this. Maybe 10% of them are like, I want the next thing right now. Here's my money. The rest of them are like, oh, I just bought this. I'm I'm good Can't for now. Can't afford another one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, so you have to be careful. Uh, Serpentscape says, do you think Hold'em's Lion has a name? Personally, I'm leaning towards him being called Texas. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. Great minds think alike. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my son is still bored. Says, uh, hey, OPP, I was wondering if you guys could give me some ideas on where to buy digital copies of the One Piece volumes. I'm not quite sure where to start, and I thought I might put the question to the experts. Um, I'm not sure. Has anyone here actually bought the digital volumes anywhere else than just Viz? I, mean, I only have Viz. I only have Viz, like, but they have Comixology and the bookstore, right. the Apple bookstore. The Kindle stuff Kindle on store. Amazon. I think I bought volume one on Comixology just to see how it how it looked. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think the, I, I, I like the Viz app the most. Yeah, I think the one thing, I'm not sure what it's like for the other services, but I know that Viz every once in a while will have, uh, you know, sales periods where especially if you really are, you know, if you're like, okay, I got to catch up on the whole thing. I want to buy as many of these as possible. Um, you know, that's a good thing to. I think that's. I, I tweeted, I tweeted that sale. Uh, I tweeted that sale like a month ago. Where you were able to buy like all the volumes digitally, but they were also 50% off. So they were like yeah. three bucks a volume or something. I did that with other series too. Like I have all of uh, D Gray Man because they had like a crazy sale. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get all of this. <laughs> takes mm. me back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have a, a question about the series itself. It's a little early in the arc to be theorizing about how it will end, but I had a quick thought when I rewatched the Doflamingo fight. I don't know if anyone has brought this up before, but it seems to me that Doflamingo versus Luffy was about developing color of the Supreme King hockey. And Luffy versus Katakuri was about developing observation hockey. Does anyone think Luffy versus Kaido could be about developing armament hockey? If so, I'd love to hear your speculations on what that would look like. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, yeah, I can see that. I don't know if that's how I interpret the Doflamingo. Yeah, I've, yeah I agree. I, I don't think it was developing that. I mean, that was certainly like a plot point since aspect. they both yeah. had it. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's not how he won. <laughs> if anything, I would say Doflamingo versus Luffy is like awakened ability. Well, that was mm. just introducing that as a concept because Luffy right. never actually. But I I just attribute all Luffy's kind of like crazy gears as his awakened forms. Hmm. Yeah, good. I I guess I don't know. It's 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 so vague, right? Like we, you know. He, yeah, doesn't, he doesn't do so many like you know explaining the rules of things uh, type explanations. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. That's just my, my kind of like larger mm-hmm. thinking about how like devil fruits operate with different users and such. Yeah, but he's he, but the the commenter's dead on about uh, Katakuri versus Luffy, and I could see that being yeah. Katakuri versus uh, Kaido as well. You Katakuri think he's gonna Kaido. he's coming there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luffy versus Kaido. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it would make sense. I mean, given uh, just kind of how based on how Kaido looks and like the physical aspect of his character, that armament hockey would could be a major uh, aspect of that fight. Um, but uh, yeah, still pretty far off. I think we can say. Uh, Gadef says uh, with the read through being reposted, I felt this was the best time to ask. I always had a meaningless theory that Lulu from Galila had eaten the cowlick cowlick fruit. That's why no matter what, he always has a cowlick and it pops up in unexpected places. Iceberg even makes a comment at how weird it is. I thought it was a funny possibility and wouldn't put it past Oda to do that. Uh, what do you guys think? P.S. I bought the Color Walk Compendium after hearing about it from the podcast and couldn't be happier with it. Ooh, awesome. I still need to buy that. <laughs> Shame. I feel like Shame. Lulu... I feel like he got 
dunked in the water at some point. So yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I do, I think it's just a gag. I'm just gonna put that yeah, out there. Um, sure. but you know, if I I could see that like being a retrospective thing he does in an SBS. Like if someone asks, <laughs> if like if you as a reader, the person the person who uh, wrote in, uh, sends this in as an SBS and it gets through, Oda would definitely say yes. I'll put it that way. But I don't think he intended that, and I don't think that currently we would as- we should assume that. Do you well, know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uh, Viva Card, the not the concept, but the fan product. Uh, those cards do have the Devil Fruit listed for Ooh. the characters that have them. So hey, potentially, if he if he's big enough to get his own card. Um, maybe, maybe we'll find out. Look, if Greg's listening and he <laughs> supports your idea, he could probably push that to happen. So let's nudge him. Let's, yeah, we'll nudge him. If, if, if we also support it, I'm kind of, uh, that's fine. I, I have no opinion. Uh, Black Northwind says, poor Tama. Now she is experiencing what Luffy had to go through when Porchemi, the penis face abducted and tortured him. <laughs> yes. hey. It's Luffy. Now we'll learn what it means to be someone's older brother. I like Porchemi the penis face. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I mean, he is. I mean, the the big bro thing is just kind of a generic, right? Uh, concept, but like I don't. Know, I, I I like the idea of like Luffy being uh, Thomas' big bro in the way that he's mm-hmm. had big brothers. Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, Nuanda the Druid said, I was reading, I was listening to the read through and during Thriller Bark, you talked about meeting the owners of Shadows later on, which made me, which made me wonder, was Batman's shadow stolen and put inside of Hilden? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. Sure. I mean, he is a zombie. He has a number, so. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. There's a, there's a very complicated ser- sequence of events there. Well, uh, it's it's entirely possible because we know about uh, Kaido uh, Kaido and Moria's rivalry. So maybe Moria stole a couple of his men's shadow before he took out. Ooh, okay, there you go. That is interesting, and this would be the time for Moria to re-enter the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. This uh, I person to... has a trivia game too. Uh, from yeah. now on, Stephen could see these. Uh, so can everyone else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would suggest emailing if anyone has ideas for trivia. Uh, emailing is probably the best way to do that because I'm usually the only one who looks at that. Yeah. Uh, re- real quick on the Kaido Moria point. I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but I half think Moria might have been on Kaido's crew for a minute. Hmm. He's got kind of a similar color scheme, but also uh, horns. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that. Uh, we'll go to SD Custer, who said who was listening to the Nine of Swords style episode a couple of weeks late, catching up, and a dumb theory came to mind when you were discussing Emu. Uh, Zach mentioned the possibility of the Great Emu wearing a nun's habit or cloak. I think that was Ed's what if it, originally, but yeah. okay, yeah. What, I, what, I, what if? Yeah, go ahead. What if it is a nun's habit, and it was a character we've already seen before, back in Whiskey Peak? One of the bounty hunters Zoro took down was a nun. Oh, God. What? Yes. What if she woke up the following morning, saw her fellow bounty hunters all knocked out, then picked up Mr. Nine's crown and started her difficult and harrowing journey to become the great emu? By this by this uh, same logic, uh, Mother Carmel if survived <laughs> and became yeah. somehow. And I mean, her power got lost, but she survived. Maybe she got pooped out. Um, I don't know if that's how that works. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, 
That is how that works. At some point, that would be the only way to cure yourself of devil fruit. You gotta get shit. You gotta get. Yeah, why don't devil fruits get pooped out? This is. I mean, we mentioned we mentioned Ace Ventura earlier on the podcast. It could have been like that. Great, Maddie should draw that. Oh wow! No, that was two, right? That was Ace Ventura. (laughs) That was two. Yes. Yeah. Which was always on. I'm gonna say like HBO because I I used to always see that as a kid, and it was always that scene. It was oh, always man. that scene. Yeah, always that. It scene. just makes me uncomfortable thinking about it, especially since it's ninety-five degrees here today, too. So that um, that nun from Whiskey Peak, that she was the one who had like the the pepper spray in her cross, right? Yeah, was that? she was using yeah. a boy. I thought she. He was, I thought they were talking about Ms. Wednesday because wasn't she also or not Ms. Wednesday? Uh, Ms. Uh, Monday is that? Yeah, I think that was Ms. Monday, the the buff lady. Yeah, the buff yeah, lady. Yeah. Who already yeah, who has a kid? Too. She has a kid now with Mister Nine. I don't right. think she's a, uh, you know. Yeah. That's also not. also that's my favorite couple in One Piece, those two. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're definitely up Great. there for me, yeah. Very Thank good. You. Yeah. Uh ATLA for life. Why do you think Hawkins is staying quiet about Luffy being in Wano? Do you think it's Hawkins being shifty and possibly betraying Kaido? Or is he just afraid that if he tells Kaido, he'll punish him for not being able to subdue Luffy? Well, Hawkins yes. must not have too much of an allegiance to Kaido since he just joined. I assume he joined out of fear. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's my assumption. Um, but Because he was like, I mean, a couple years ago in the manga, he was, I guess, a few weeks ago in manga time, he was uh, trying to kill him, or at least trying to get Shanks with, uh, what was that group? It was Kid, Killer, Apu and him? Apu, right? yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, 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 think ass- he's, yeah. I think he's embarrassed because he knows Luffy can kick his ass again. Yeah. <laughs> It could be. I don't know. It's a good. It is a good question, and I don't know that there's a a clear answer. Um, it's hard for me to envision Hawkins being like a very ambitious uh, character, just because like his his vibe is so you know so, like subdued. I guess. Um, he yeah. He, does, he he whatever happens happens. You know whatever the cards tell him. To yeah. Do, he'll do you know he's not right. He or maybe he. He did another uh, card reading and like it just recently showed him something really bad, getting him getting his ass kicked and he's like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkins actually like, works well, really well. I gotta well. go in for an- another. Yeah. Hawkins works well in Blackbeard's crew. Mm-hmm. He just seems more like a guy who would align himself with someone more powerful than like trying to call the shots himself. True. Um, true. Yeah. yeah. He, that's why we don't like him that much. We we all kind of find yeah. him kind of lameish. Kind of yeah. wait, yeah, waiting to see what the what the draw will be. Um, although his uh, you know his his straw man thing is pretty cool, I will say. Uh, Lame for fame says, "How do you think Spandam managed to presumably get promoted to CP zero as incompetent as he is, and after failing with the whole Robin kidnapping thing and being responsible for the destruction of Vanius Lobby?" Same applies to Luchi and Kaku, who are even on the run in their cover story, although at least they are pretty strong slash competent. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'd, I, I guess the question would be, like, do you do you get the impression that the, the people who are calling the shots, aside, like, maybe down from the five elders, but do you get the impression that the people calling the shots in general in the world of One Piece are... Like inherently competent at their job. Spotum Spotum has a family connection as well. We yeah, saw there's a lot of inside still, inside right. politics. 
Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That's he might part of he, it. he might even like be somewhat uh, tangled up with the celestial nobles, uh, uh, celestial dragon. Sorry, in some tangled up in a good way for him, bad way for mm. us. Um, who knows? I'm sure he just has a lot of pull. He's like the gun lobby. Yeah, yeah. Plus, also in life, some people just fail upward. I mean, there's totally great guys out there. Totally oh, don't tremendous do people. <laughs> don't make I, government. Don't besmirch Spandam's name like that. Spandam, no, he got fired, and then he did a couple, you know, guest appearances on CNN on their panels, and then boom, he's back, back in CP Zero. It's been rehabilitated. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. He's like uh, he's sort of like uh, Bill Crystal, you know, the Iraq War, and then you know, welcome to the resistance. Or maybe he just did a maybe he just did a stand up uh, routine at the comedy cellar. Uh, yeah, he was like back. he was like Buster Call. Now I'm all about. I know the at this point. I know at this point, Steve has turned the podcast off. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's all next? Right. Yeah. Uh, stupid, stupid Flanders says uh, this is a bit out of the blue, but I've been thinking about the rest of the level six prisoners that escaped from Impel Down that didn't join Blackbeard, and just wondering when do you think they'll show up? Do you think they were a part of Rocks? I don't um, think they're all members of a crew. I think they're all just a bunch of different pirates. I agree. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see them though because they sounded like they were, you know, maybe just under Emperor levels of strength, like probably pretty crazy strong. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. like a lot of them like escaped and then found their way into other crews. Like not some of them joined Blackbeard. Clearly, we know those characters, but also some might be with Kaido in the New World. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be cool if he can find. Uh, it it would flesh out, I think, the story more if he found a way to reintroduce or or I guess introduce for the first time some of those characters. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they just never get mentioned again. No, actually, remember we have a bounty hunter who was hunting them. Uh, did Django or D Django? Django. Yeah, John Ango. John Ango. That's like oh so. Gosh. Like it's something Oda's clearly thought about. Like even Thief's constructed a bounty hunter yeah. that's searching for. Those I mean, Oda thinks of Oda thinks about of just about everything. Yeah, including Tao Pai Pai. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nivers has a theory about the big hat and emu. Got a lot of emu uh, comments today. Uh, I think the hat is just a normal hat and has no powers or sentience on its own. However, someone who has the ability to hear the voice of all things, a three-eyed person, or a devil fruit ability can access the memory of the former user or even the hat itself, like how Roger was able to use the poneglyphs. And I think emu has one of these abilities, and that's what he was doing with the hat. P.S. Bonus crackpot theory: If Emu is male and a three-eyed person, does that mean he is Pudding's dad? Wow! <laughs> I the, the leaps of logic. I really like at least the first <laughs> half of that theory. I, yeah, I like agree. the voice of all things. Maybe uh, the devil fruit ability. Maybe the three-eyed person. Maybe, but all of those are huge, huge, huge leaps. Like, you know, you could. I could connect two random things and and say it's possible, but that doesn't make it. You know true necessarily like he could I, be right I, about I all think, of this but i think this theory is following a, a, a clear narrative though i don't think it's completely desperate or random no but it's a little it it's a oh, very it's, crap it's huge it's yeah. a huge theory yeah i like for for me the things i like about predicting i like taking from uh story hints or story elements that oda has put on that's why i like the voice of all things one that i think might 
be more, you know, mm. possible. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, but the pudding the three, thing the, is. The, that's the three, I mean, obviously the pudding thing is ridiculous. But No, because the three-eyed thing is like it's in the it's it's like in that ballpark. It's like the the implication is that the three-eyed people are are people who like sure, genetically but, have an access to right, that. that. That's yeah. why I think that part of it's consistent. Yeah, but the what is what does that have to do with the hat or the voice of all things or any special ability beyond being uh, two-faced, like we haven't seen anything yet from the three. Yeah, we, we haven't even seen emo. We don't even know emo's gender, let alone like yeah. anything else. Like we don't even know if it even has two eyes, let alone three eyes. We don't even know if it has a gender. Um, if it yeah. if if that is Pudding's dad, does that mean like he he actually secretly has a crush on VV then? <laughs> okay, okay. Now I'm starting to like this crackpot theory all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, all right, almost done with Reddit here. Uh, Pirate Hunter D has a theory that the upcoming battle in Bakura will lead to Tama using her power on Hold'em's lion. This will have no effect on Hold'em, but make the lion switch sides to the Straw Hats during the fight, which has the potential for some truly hilarious developments. <laughs> I like that. It's halfway there already. Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like that idea. Well, he the lion's already in her mouth. Ma- uh, she's already in the lion's mouth, so... Yeah, <laughs> she just has to feed him her... Right. Yeah. Yeah, but she might not want to show it in public too. That might be like a. Mm, that's true. But I like that idea a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, last comment on Reddit is from Garus, who says Okiku and Zoro's dynamic this chapter felt like a parody of Zoro's final speech to Kuina. I wonder if that was the intention. Hmm. What was the final speech? Yeah, I'm not sure. Was that just that he was gonna win, or it was the whole like, I don't care if you're a woman, I just want to beat you, and the fact that you, but I would beat you because you're a woman is insulting. Right. Which is a great speech that he undercuts with the Tashigi stuff, but that's not the totally disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Totally disagree with that point. But the the Tashigi stuff in Punk Hazard. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I disagree. Know. I think okay. I think you guys are all misreading that moment, but I wasn't on that chapter, so can't talk about it. Well, it was a few years ago. I think it was yeah. way before you came on the show. Sure, I uh, listened to it. I listened yeah. to it though. Okay, thank you for being a listener, Brian. Um, so that's going to do it for Reddit. Unless there's any mm-hmm. other thoughts on that, no. Um, Ed, it's time to peace the tweet. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my voice at a wrestling show on Saturday, so I can abuse it like that. Go ahead. Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, first one comes from Pongzilla, who says, This weekend at the Rose City Comic Con in Portland, Yuriko Yamaguchi, Robin's Japanese voice actress, will be appearing. What is a good question I could ask if I get the chance during her panel? Sorry for the short notice. I just found out myself last week. Hmm. Uh, who did you say it was? Yamaguchi or Yuriko Yamaguchi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so, uh, ask, ask her about Evangelion. Ask her if she's done some. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of like what you would. I, I guess like just like what, what's the most interesting thing that she's done that she hasn't recorded that hasn't been released yet that she's recorded. Or that she can't wait I don't to know come what out. the what does she most identify with the character about? That'd be something I'd be interested. Oh wait, in. Robin Robin's not in uh, Whole Cake Island, so it's likely she hasn't recorded in a while. So she could ask like, how has it been not being on One Piece for such a long time, <laughs> um, and still getting paid? You don't have to mention that part. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any those are suggestions? Yeah. yeah, those are good suggestions. Okay, what's next? 
Okay. Operation Druid says, if the Straw Hats had a streaming device on the Sunny, which shows would each Straw Hat watch and from what platform? Oh, boy. God. Okay, so ah. what are, so we got, I, we should probably just narrow this to which ones. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, Verve, Verve, yeah. Um, Verve, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot. Um, uh, I don't know, there's like some gaming platforms There's too. the Twitch. WWE one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. WWE Network. Slurp, Slurp Latin, uh, Slurp HD, <laughs> Slurp HD. I have no idea. It's like, I love Slurp HD. But like, what kind of programming would the Straw What the hell be? is that? Yeah. Like, clearly, Robin. Robin's watching the drama. Oh, Parks and Rec. Um, who stopped watching Verb? Or there used to be a comedy one a little while ago. Too. Oh yeah, Crackle. Crackle God. CISO. 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 Yeah, that's it. Well, that's all on Verb now, so he would watch. Yeah, it. I watch Herman Quest. Quest, which I enjoy. Yeah. Oh, well. thank you. Uh, I, people I know would be glad to hear that. Yeah, no, I I like I like D and D and D stuff is the best part about his podcast by long and long and away in my opinion. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Um, so seeing that in an exclusive kind of form is a lot of fun. Um, I feel I, like Sanji would definitely not watch a cooking show. Yeah, because he already he knows just, everything. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, these guys are amateurs. Yeah, I don't think he had he has Food Network. Um, Frankie uh, would watch HGTV. I'm pretty sure though. Top Gear. Yeah. Um, which is, a th- I mean, those channels, I guess cha- all channels have streaming platforms, so. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, what would, uh, I guess Luffy, what would Luffy, Luffy would ha- watch the Food Network, I feel like. Just like beef-related shows. Yeah, he would find real random. He's probably the one watching like the streams of Japanese sumo wrestling. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say NHK. Uh, watch right. some of that. Um, okay. Yeah, Usopp would also enjoy that. Usopp and Nami. Luffy would probably watch the same TV. Yeah, yeah. Nami, I could see being would have been really into uh, Andrew Bourdain. R.I.P. Uh, Anthony. Mm. Yeah. Anthony. Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. Our next one comes from Stephen Trellstad. It says, "Hey guys, in episode eight fifty two, did you know notice that Luffy was in a certain pose after getting hit by Katakuri's <laughs> gum gum giant axe?" Dragon Ball fans will recognize it. No, I didn't recognize that. Uh, Sam, do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about the Yamcha pose. Oh, God. oh, I did oh, hear about it. Yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought you were being facetious. That. <laughs> did you guys mention that on the? I didn't think of that as a pose. No, we really, we did. We talked about it. Okay, yeah. Good. It is a pose. It is. Oh definitely. yeah. I mean, there are figures it's of an icon. It. Yeah. It, it is an icon. It's a way, it's a way of life. <laughs> I, I wish that there's like a church out there of just yeah, like say like some meditative retreat. You just go and they, <laughs> the, the church of that one pose Yamcha made that one time. Well, there, there's got to be a better name than that. But it's like you're doing yoga and they say return the child pose at the end of a yoga session. You go to Yamcha pose. It's just it's just the church of Yamcha. I would just I mean because that's all he really has going for him. I I've been listening to um was it um all um all systems Goku. Oh, um, it's such a good podcast. Great podcast. Um, and they just rag the hell on Yamcha. I, I don't hate Yamcha that much, but I also <laughs> but I also kind of love listening to them rag on Yamcha the entire time. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's like I'm trying to think of a One Piece character that would even be close to that, um, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, anyway, go ahead. What's the next question? Uh, next one comes from 
Yin Tamef, who says, Something occurred to me just recently. In every sea, Luffy has gained four new crew members. He got Zoro, Nami, Usopp, and Sanji in the East Blue, Chopper, Robin, Frankie, and Brooke in the Grand Line. In the New World, he'll get Jinbei. That leaves room for three more. Yeah, I don't think that's I have how it works. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> you have more than two ideas. Yeah, do you have more than two besides Jinbei, Sam? Oh, Bunny. Uh, not bunny. Caesar Carrot, and Parrot, Bunny. Yeah, no, yes. we met Bunny Caesar, this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jimbe, Caesar, Carrot, and Bunny Beard. Bunny Beard. Bunny Beard. Oh, bunny Beard. Okay, there you How go. How many rabbits can we get on the crew? And then they're going to multiply. Oh, God. There'll be and, millions uh, of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, return to Sabati says, now that we've seen what looks to be Bunny Beard, what are some beards you want to see in the future? Wait, are you saying we didn't come up with this first? He said this three hours ago. So yeah, I guess he got came up with this like just before we said it on the show. I think damn Steve it. made a bunny beard joke on Twitter. Probably. Oh, damn you, Steve! Damn. Yeah, it. yeah, it's it's a thing now. It is known. Okay. But this question is this question was asked during uh, Peach Beard, I think. <laughs> yeah, Blackbeard asking funny. what other beards? All right, who? Yeah, who? Who was the one who guessed Bunny Beard was going to be next in the pool? Uh, <laughs> what about this? What animal beards would you like to see? Crab beard. <laughs> Do you Lobster. say crab or crab? Crab. I ha- crab people. I, I did the Maryland crab <laughs> thing this weekend, and I'm all cut up. Um, but it would be I, that would be a terrifying looking beard. Um, they're ugly mm. creatures. Um, bear beard. Dog uh-huh. beard. I like bear beard because that's like, I feel like that, that would be a thing. Um, I also want to oh. see a cosplay of bunny beard. I'd like to see bee beard, like just wearing a beard of bees. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't remember the an- this animal's name, but I'll have to describe it. You know that lizard that runs on the water upright? Jesus yeah. lizard? Is that what's going no. I think that's a. I think it's a slang term for it. I think if you Google Jesus, I'm gonna. I'm okay, gonna yeah, yeah. Right that no, that's that's a well, band. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, let's the see. The basilisk lizard, I guess. I don't know. It also um, comes up. It as the the Jesus lizard actually comes. The up. common the common basilisk or Jesus Christ lizard. Oh wow, <laughs> that's his formal name. The common basilisk. <laughs> yeah. We're learning so much. Oh my god. Uh, if we're doing kind of like crazy ones, kimono dragon beard. Yeah, <laughs> and it would just, they have that like saliva that just like is just everywhere. So that would be really disgusting. Yes. It would be. All right, let's move on to the next one. Ghost Starch says If Tashigi shows up in Wano, she may recover some Eto from the defeated pirates. These are the named blades. Uh, Napoleon and Amon's Shirao are examples, plus all headliners so far using swords. Those could be named Blades as well. This is her best chance to get closer to her dream. But she's still headed over to Vegapunk, right? We still haven't seen her since then. Like, yeah, I don't know what my, my Tashigi expectations are for this arc. I don't think she's going to be in it. Mm, I don't think she'll be in it. No. I, think yeah. the Marines will, I think the Marines will show up partway. I just don't think yeah. it's going to be Tashigi and Smoker this soon. Mm. They're with Vegapunk. I think that has to come together somewhere, and I don't think that's going to be Wano. There's a lot be, of things in Wano, but not that. It'll be uh, Fujitora yeah, or Ryokugyu. Actually, the uh, perfect. I definitely Ryokugyu. I think is yeah. a good bet. I absolutely think Ryokugyu shows up by the end of Wano. I'm going to say within, I, within Wano. That's my guess. The Vegapunk. Go ahead. 
Yeah, well, yes. But we're true. gonna be here for a while, I think. I think yeah. the reverie will end before Wano is over. Mm. I, my my kind of find out. Yeah. The, the theory I'm solidifying is is we're gonna spend part of this arc in isolation, uh, and then we're gonna be dealing with you know the the gifters and maybe the Shogun, and then a part of then another part of the arc will be like the world scale war that Kaido is trying to start. And the, and the isolationist themes will kind of come through there. I'm just going to say quick, I mm-hmm. think it makes most sense for Toshigi and Smoker and Vegapunk to come into play in Elbaf since the gigantification thing has kind of been a running plot. And it seems I'm like... I'm still iffy on a Elbaf. You still, you still don't think that... You don't think that Vegapunk could show up here and be like, what is this abomination you've done with my research on devil fruits? Uh, these, you know, <laughs> smile fruits... That could be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, we. But the problem is we don't know about Vegapunk's motivations at all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I would also point out just kind of like a One Piece story larger thing. Every island we go to kind of has an, a theme, and one thing we haven't done is like a future island, and I think that's where Vegapunk could be located. Well, and he already we, the yeah. Star Hats would go there. You think he that we would go to him and not vice versa? I think we'd Punk, go to him. He'd be involved. Punk Hazard in had kind of a futuristic. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. But, like, but we haven't done like a future island thing. Yeah. About it. Like a regular yeah. city, like a modern day. Yeah. Thing like a metropolis of some sort. It could be on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go and they, go play ar- space, they play arcade games that you control with your mind. <laughs> I want to see One Piece Williamsburg. That's what, or uh, Portland for those who don't know New York references. Um, Ed, what's next? There's too much stuff in the series. We need less stuff. I want One Piece <laughs> Colonial Williamsburg. Denied. <laughs> Um, G123 asks, if you had to name your son and daughter a name from the One Piece world, what would it be? Normally, names like Jack and Johnny and Tony are off the table. I got Lucy <laughs> here. That's not a kid, but that's a dog, so. Killer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I have a friend who named his son Kuma. That's but he's, cool. His son's also, oh. he's also half Japanese, so oh. it's fair. That's yeah. still cool, though. Bear mm-hmm. is a cool name for... I feel like and, Theodore and, Roosevelt should have. And actually, know another guy. Actually, named Bear Bearguard, short name, but yeah. Uh, Bartolomeo. <laughs> Cavendish. Man, Carrot. so many. <laughs> Jill's gonna name her child Shirahoshi. Definitely. I mean, if Jill <laughs> if Jill has a child, the name of that child will be Shirahoshi, or or Wimpy Hoshi. <laughs> okay, uh, move on to the next one. Patrick Rosola says, since we know Moria and his crew lost to Kaido in the past, do you think Absalom's animal body was a response to the gifters so he could be strong like them? Huh. That's actually mm-hmm. a really the interesting. Yeah. I wonder what the timeline on that is. Like, yeah, how long not... have Kaido had, how long has Kaido had smile fruits? Well, it's also Hogback's creation. He creates the bodies, right? Yeah, and Absalom won at that. And that's if, if Absalom was like, had any notion or inkling of what Kaido was doing. I could see you this. Mean... This is a good theory. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that ridiculous at all. Um, yeah, if it happens in the series, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I could, I could see that being a motivation. I don't, did we get Thousand Beast Kaido? When did we get that uh, epithet, uh, epithet, epithet? I thought during the um, war, or maybe right after. Uh, I would have. Well, that would have had to have been at least. Was it pre time skip or post time skip? Is what I guess. Because I think post time skip is it the must first have been time during, we even knew. I think it was during Punk Hazard. Is that the first time we yeah. knew Thousand Beasts? I, I, yeah, I, I think it was post time skip. Because yeah. right. we I, knew nothing about Kaido until Law called him like the 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 strongest beast in the world or something like that, or the strongest yeah. creature. I was going to say if we had heard more, if we had heard but that, from Moria, or, I thought. 
That's how we heard about it from Moria. No, Moria just mentioned his name, but we, I, got, I gotta look back. Yeah, but we I didn't know did. like he didn't have an epithet beyond that. Yeah. Okay. All right, Stacy Chen asks: so The OPP crew had a sumo slapping contest. Who would win? Slapping? Uh, well, I mean, we already know Steve has uh, experience with just sumo slapping people out yeah, of the he, way. He does that. A I, lot. I'm betting on Steve or Ed. Yeah, I'd bet on not Steve. my forte either. So. I'd bet. I'd bet on Steve. He's 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 large. He's got a base of power. Yeah, he. Yeah, <laughs> we should we should do a, a sumo a one piece podcast sumo contest the next uh, the next uh, what do you call it convention? Con. Can we just yeah. sell for an arm wrestling? That's also <laughs> cool. Yeah, I could do that. I have sensitive, brittle wrists from typing all day. Perfect. Stephen's going to yeah. be first. Um, <laughs> Undefeated versus Stephen. Undefeated the... <laughs> versus Stephen. <laughs> Want to write that one down, even though that doesn't <laughs> won't make it. Um, yeah. What's next? Ninety-one Ryan says, based on the end of this week's chapter, I hope it opens with Luffy. I guess he means next chapter. I hope it opens with Luffy, Holdem, Law, and Hawkins all squaring off against each other. Holdem would say, "Looks like we got ourselves a Mexican Wano standoff." <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was three. Yeah, of four. That's isn't it the yeah. land of death, not Mexican? No, the land of uh, Coco. Land, yeah. of <laughs> land of Coco. Oh, speaking land, of Coco, Co- Conan is in uh, Conan's in Japan right now. Oh yeah, he's, he's the really feuding Conan. with Detective Conan. Yeah. Yes. Are you he's, serious? He's yeah. Going what, to Conan to with, what does that have to do with Coco? It has nothing. Well, Team Coco. <laughs> oh, um, oh, Coco. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> That's amazing. He's trying to get his name back. I guess. But it'd be great if like Frank Frigetta shows up. It's funny that <laughs> they like, changed the name of Case Close like to Case Close just to avoid Conan being angry. And instead of being angry about it, but well, I mean he's being fake angry. I thought about it was it. Conan it's not the Barbarian. Was that. Yeah, it's Conan the Barbarian. Oh, well. really? That's why Conan Conan O'Brien ha- doesn't have a leg to stand on. Frank Frigetta can show up. It's like, hey, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I created that. Oh, that's annoying. Okay, never mind then. Uh, uh, do we have anything else? Last one. Spooky Yelly says, favorite side characters in an arc, like the two monkeys in Skypea. I guess he means Shoujo and Mashira. Or a villain. And not, not main villains. Let's go with side villains. Any side characters. Like side vel- side characters who are villains or villainous? Either way. No, good or bad. Oh, I think about that. Uh, I like uh, Mayor Iceberg is always a good one. That's a good uh, character, yeah. Very good. Uh, the Skype is special. Remind me uh, of like uh, Conus. She's a good. Of mm. the, the squad, squad, squad from uh, the war. Yeah, yeah. Just for the voice I gave him. I mean, just thinking of Skype. I always love get that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. Hmm. He's like barely in that special. I know the special for sure. Yeah, he's got a his cover story needs to be animated. I need, it needs to be brought back into the series. Where is that guy? <laughs> He's hanging out in Albasta still. He's just hanging out. Mm. I don't know if it if this counts specifically as a side character because the role that she plays is actually very important. But um, I would I would say Dadan like as a character that you oh, don't see her. very often. But yeah. she's great, really good. Oh, uh, big news, Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Yeti Cool Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end this. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the, I'm reading the Kaido 
Gecko Moria conversation and uh, the Gecko Moria Kuma conversation. I haven't seen it yet. It might have been discussed at another point, but anyway, uh, let's do some trivia and round off. You guys ready? All right. This has been the One Piece Podcast, episode 535 for September 3rd, 2018. We have a lot of fun trivia coming up. Um, but first, uh, I want to remind people to subscribe to us, if you have not, on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Lots of cool perks there. We've redone the tier system a little bit, so I uh, hope you like it. Please give us your feedback. Uh, if there's anything you th- want as a perk, let us know, um, and we'll consider putting that in. Uh, we're also going to be adding some new goals and a lot more on there soon, so please keep an eye. Next week, there's no manga, so we're going to be talking about one or some of the following. Volume 90, the Vivere Card data book, uh, or I guess a uh, fan book, um, or the Skypea movie, or the uh, or Kelly's trip to Japan. Uh, so one or more of those will be discussed next week. Keep an eye on Twitter to uh, find out which of those things we discuss. Um, and don't forget, uh, Alex had to leave us uh, early today, uh, but you could contact him, dude! Exclamation. He's also on Toho Yaro, our uh, sister podcast on uh, the Maji Media Network. Uh, so check that out if you have not at tohoyaro.onepiecepodcast.com or at any podcatcher near you. Um, Brian, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Dark King Zorro, all one word. You can check out any of my old artwork, Bannendorf, on DeviantArt. Uh, check out episodes of Teen Titans Go. I, I was storyboarding on Season 5. Uh, watch old episodes of Rick and Morty if you feel so inclined. But if you want to uh, see me at any conventions recently, I will be at the J1 Con, I think the week following, uh, the week of September 14th and 15th. I'll be having a table and doing a talk about animation production. Also check out uh, the podcast I do with a few of the industry friends of mine called Animation Success Stories Podcast. That's ASS Podcast on YouTube and Twitter. And we will also have a table if you're in the Pasadena, uh, California, Southern California area uh, at NerdBot. I think September 22nd on a Saturday, I'll have several panels, which I'll be hosting with uh, Eric Bowser, Darren Nancy of... uh, Oh, God, what's her show? I'm so terrible. Her show just blanked on me. But she's a creator at uh, Disney. And then uh, Dave Stone, a director, Emmy-nominated director of Teen Titans Go. And uh, Pete Michaels, the producer from Teen Titans Go. So, yeah, this September's crazy. If you want to hang out and talk to me, just come to either of those conventions. Uh, in Philadelphia is J1Con, and Pasadena is NerdBot. So, yeah. Thank you, Brian. Stop. Thank you. <laughs> uh, one quick story. Sorry, Brian. Um, I know how you're going to answer this, but I was at the Maryland State Fair yesterday, um, and everywhere they had, you know, they have those stupid big uh, stuffed animal prizes you can win. Rick and Morty everywhere. They were it shows, everywhere. Shows, shows too popular. Yep, that's the answer <laughs> I was expecting. Uh, Sam. Uh, the people can find me on Twitter at Look at Chainsaw. They can find me on One Piece Podcast every week doing the anime recaps. And they can find me on Anime News Network, AnimeNewsNetwork.com doing the daily streaming of reviews for One Piece, My Hero Academia, and Black Clover. Now, the latter of those two shows are going to be wrapping up soon. Except they just announced that Black Clover, for some reason, is just going to keep going for a few more months. 
Huh. So that's, that's bizarre. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, who are we? Steven, who are we? Where are we? <laughs> Steven. Who are we? We are on Twitter at Translatosaurus, where you can see pictures of our cat and um, various manga observations, uh, dry observations from time to time. And uh, that's it. Ed, where could the good people out there contact us? Well, Alex was on the show. He's at Dude Exclamation. You are Zach underscore Logan. I'm Edward E. One Piece. Podcast is at OnePiecePodcast.com, Twitter.com, YouTube.com, and Facebook.com slash OnePiecePodcast, r slash OnePiecePodcast. That's our subreddit. You can send us a piece together there. Our email address is OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com. Our Skype name is OnePiecePodcast. You can call us on that. Um, you can subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe on Google Play, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, or call us on our phone number, Zach. That phone number is 347-497-MAJI. That phone number, again, is 347-497-6254. Call anytime. Anytime. With your questions, comments, whether his uh, face is beard, his legs are sword, or his tummy is lion. Uh, So, we have some trivia, as usual. Uh, We're going to continue from uh, last week's trivia round. For those who don't know, we are doing SBS trivia uh, and each person's going to be able to pick a member of the Straw Hat Pirates uh, of their choice, and they're going to have to uh, correctly guess uh, an answer to, you know, what's their favorite food, for example. Luffy likes meat. Um, and so we have six uh, this week, or seven this week, which is much less than the ten last week. Um, and these are all the remaining ones I, I could find, so this will be the last time we do this. Uh, Brian, uh, oh, by the way, one who gets the most correct wins. Brian, uh, which character would you like to guess from? Mm, Usopp. Usopp uh, for you. So, let's begin. Uh, least favorite food for Usopp. Oh, least favorite? Least favorite. Wow, I didn't even know he had one. Uh, oh, he got sick once from this. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I do remember this in an SBS. I bet you don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> you might. I don't know. Three oh, seconds. God. I'm gonna time it, it, you guys I, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, I thought it was a fish, a seafood. Sorry. No, mushrooms is the answer. Mushrooms. That's right. Uh, how many hours of sleep does Usopp get, or prefer to get, or get six yeah. to eight? Uh, six sh- hours. It was seven. You said six to eight, and that's yeah. right in the middle. So I will give that to you. Um, suitable career choices. So uh, what? What would Usopp? be suit best suited for according to the uh, SBS. I remember this one actually. This is a pretty recent question. Three seconds. Yeah. Artist. Graphic designer. I will give that yeah. to you. Wow. Um cooking specialty. I don't remember this at all. Uh yeah I uh, got this one, but yeah, go ahead. Three seconds. God, I they can't even come up with anything funny. Fish and chips. <laughs> fish and chips. Ah, oh, I should have got that. Uh, wh- what place would he get in a race uh, out of nine? Uh, out of the straw hat? Out of the specific? nine, yeah. Not Jinbei. Out in this, yeah. I think he was third or... F- I think he was third or fourth. Give me one. Third, third. No. Third. He was Damn. sixth. Um, <laughs> what does Usopp put in his signature? Oh, uh, His autograph, sorry. Uh, a slingshot. Uh, no. 
Uh, his nose. It, his nose. His nose. You can't keep guessing. That's not how this works. <laughs> and it's, no, I'm still it's wrong. It's his silhouette. Um, and then it's, it's, it's his profile. Yeah, it's his profile. Right? Yeah. yeah, silhouette profile. Yeah, same thing. Okay. Um, and uh, last question: What is Usopp's bounty? Oh, uh, I'm blanking. Well, he has million. yeah, he has two choices. To be fair, yeah, two hundred million. Yeah, Soga King has one too. Um, okay, Sam, uh, you got three. Sam, yeah. uh, which character would you like? Robin. All right, Robin. Here we go. Uh, least favorite food? Uh, anything too sweet, right? Um, is, is no, like that's that. not the reason. You're you're kind of close. It's anything they can't that you can't swallow. Gum is specifically uh, <laughs> gum could be that's not so sweet, so I don't want to yeah, give that one to you. Uh, hours of sleep for Robin. Seven. Perfect. Wow. Um, suitable career choice for Robin. I would now, never okay, have cho- I think this I one never was like a super this. weird one. Yeah, I never like, would have picked this. It was like airplane attendant or perfect, something? Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that, attendant, I remember yeah. that one. That was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like her and Frankie are like paired. I yeah, yep, you're right. Uh, cooking specialty. Cooking specialty? She has two choices here. I don't know. So you can pick either. Nope, that is not a cooking specialty. Uh, boiled <laughs> yeah, food, know. which I guess tea is boiled, but I, it's not a food. Uh, paella is the other choice. Um, yeah, what place would she get in a race? Out of nine. Eight. Uh, yeah, correct. Um, what is in her autograph? Uh, in the autograph she did, it was it was like a it was a rooster, wasn't it? Yep, for Barto. Yeah, perfect. And what hmm. is her bounty? Let's see. Her current one is yeah, current one thirty. Perfect. Good job, Sam. Uh, you got five. Stephen, pick a character. Um, I want to do Frankie. All right, Frankie. Least favorite food for Frankie. Least favorite food. I could give you the reasoning if you'd like, um, but otherwise you could guess. Sure. Uh, it's not hard. Not hard. Soup? Nope. Marshmallow. <laughs> Marshmallow. <laughs> uh, which actually makes sense. How many uh, hours of sleep? Frankie. I feel like you would get like five. Nope. Eight. Damn. Um, wow. Living Fran- it up. Frankie's career choice. Uh, okay. This one, he was he the pilot? He was the pilot. Yeah, okay. Uh, cooking specialty. Cooking specialty. It's obvious, this one. Um, obvious. I think. Uh, like burgers? Sure, barbecue. Um, barbecue. Okay. It's barbecue time for Frank. I was going to joke that it would be like spinach or something. Uh, <laughs> Iron. What number would he be in the race out of nine? Out of nine. Um, ninth? Yep. Yes. He is the heaviest. And if you think about it, when he uses the tank, he is extremely slow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is in Frankie's autograph? Uh, it's the star, right? Yep. Yeah. And his bounty. His bounty. Oof. Uh, I feel like it wasn't that high. There was actually a gag for this. I'll give you that hint. There was a gag? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Wasn't it like seventy-three million or something like that? Yeah, it's ninety-four 90. million because he was under a yeah. hundred, and he was mad at Usopp for getting over hundred. Uh, 
because he his base bounty was like forty four million, and then everyone got bumped up fifty yeah. address or so. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay, so um, we have uh, Stephen has four, Brian had three, and Sam has five. Ed, you need six to win. Who all right, like uh, who's choose? last? What, what characters are left? Um, all of them except for Usopp, Robin, and Frankie. So that's Luffy, Nami, Sanji, okay. Chopper, Brooke. I'll go Chopper. I did, I did Zoro uh, last yeah. week. Yeah, Chopper wasn't chosen, I don't think, last week. Uh, how many hours of sleep, not including naps, does Chopper get? <laughs> Nine. Ten. Sorry. Um, <laughs> close, wow. though. Uh, what career choice uh, would Chopper have as an adult? Oh. As an adult. Uh, doctor? It's a little too obvious. Uh, too on the nose? Okay. An elementary school um, teacher is the answer. I never would have gotten that. Uh, cooking specialty. <laughs> this is a funny Anything one. Anything that's sweet. Uh, can you be more specific? Cotton candy. This mixed juice. <laughs> uh, where would he be in a race? What place out of nine? Oh, and tea is silly. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I didn't see that when I when I made fun of you about that. Um, this is in Walking Point, uh, by the way, for Chopper. That matters. oh, um, that's a, that's when he's on all fours, right? Yeah. Uh, fifth. Fourth. You are so close, but getting them wrong. What's in Chopper's signature? His hoofprint. Yep, you got that one. <laughs> and what is his bounty? A hundred berries? Yeah, so you got two. Our winner today is Sam. Nice job, yeah. Tayaki. Oh, uh, my, my favorite for who would win in a race is Zoro would have been ranked higher, but he got lost. Um, <laughs> in the middle. Um, okay. Uh, hopefully we could play that with different characters at some point in the future because I, I find these a lot of fun. So congratulations, Sam. That'll do it. We'll be back next week for a lot of fun stuff. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but we'll see you next week on the One Piece Podcast. My name is Zach. My name is Ed. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. See you. It's either the bunnies or that that it's either that beard is a bunny or um, the top of that bunny's head uh, that goiter is a grumpy old man. (laughs) So he could just be a grumpy goiter. No, but I hope I hope Luffy goes through this whole arc doing that. But I mean, you know, it's it's like the dress. Is it blue? Is it gold? (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) No. Well, I'm gonna. Is that a goiter? Is that a beard?